From downtown, this is Tim Kitsa from NBA Jam, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka! This week on Nintendo Main, we have Star here to talk to us about Pikmin 4 and how great it is to trade Louie for an Ochi. Maybe the real game was making room on our hard drives along the way. <laughs> I'm Star. Let's talk about little funny fellas who I love so much. Nintendo Main Podcast, episode 381. Your place to hear Nintendo fans talk about, as Star just said, uh, little little uh, adorable Pikmins running around. And we are your hosts. I'm Trey Goldsting Johnson. I'm Jeremy Stranded in Nilfgaard, Mikowski. And we have a special guest this week. Uh, it's me, Star. Uh, I've uh, covered some wars, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you had that titular line. Yeah, it's uh, it's a classic. I love. I will defend that game till I'm dead. That is the hill I will die on. <laughs> and uh, we just recorded a podcast with uh, with Mike on the games my mom found podcast, and that was where I met Star. And uh, you were you were talking about um, uh, we we basically kind of derailed the whole podcast talking about <laughs> Pikmin, like Pikmin one and two, and and you were a fellow uh, lover of Pikmin two, which I, which I appreciate because I'm a huge fan of that as well and uh yeah it was um i, I guess i nudged you a little bit to to get the game and come on the show and talk to us but i'm, I'm glad that you did because uh, like i said you were uh, i appreciated your love for the for the series and all that and i was like hey come talk to us so so here you are yeah what was your first experience with pikmin um i mean how long have you been a fan oh since i was a kid we the xbox original was my first console like that was the one that was mine and then yeah i can't remember if the gamecube was Right before, right after, but then that was kind of like the first console that like was shared between my brother and I, who was older, and that I actually like had more object permanence and memories of. Um, and that whole catalog, in my opinion, was always really special, and it was so interesting growing up later to look back and see everyone's massively different, you know, wide opinions of the GameCube because I always had really great memories, and that includes Pikmin. You know, I oh it was a game i watched my brother play a lot there were certain ones that he gravitated more towards pikmin silent hills some other ones but pikmin was one i definitely watched a few times and i was still a game i'm pretty sure i was able to beat i think it took me you know like when i was a kid most of the original 30 days which is the amount of time you have in the first game to save Olimar and launch him into space and get him back home but yeah i think you know between that and pikmin 2 coming out a few years later playing those games every now and then you know a few times over that console's lifespan i think is kind of where it really clicked and uh more recently you know i mean i always even to this day i only have like six or seven gamecube games out of our probably like 30 collection and one of them is pikmin one um and so it's cute to have that little box and then recently i bought it on switch again because i was so surprised when nintendo was like yeah we're doing this punks <laughs> uh, <laughs> and so yeah playing through those playing through the first one again it only took me like 10 days and it was really fun and then i was about halfway through two when we went on the podcast and it's just i had played the demo for four and i loved it a lot but 
I oh, it's so good. Um, that's sort of my Pikmin background in a little nutshell. <laughs> nice. Yeah, Pikmin was one of those things. I think I ended up getting it originally because, uh, you know, because there weren't a whole lot of games out for GameCube. You know, and it was kind of like right around GameCube launch. I just I I went for it because um yeah because I was like oh well what's this you know I I I'd only had like two other games and and I don't think I was very good at it I, I feel like I just recently figured out how to play Pikmin like on on the Switch but uh, but no it's 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 a fun thing you know it's Nintendo's own version of a of a real time strategy game as I've said in, in previous episodes so Star you're definitely on the right podcast when it comes to uh, loving the GameCube um, <laughs> it gets a lot of love over here on Nintendo and. Yeah, we love I recall seeing Trey playing Pikmin because I was around when we bought we bought our GameCubes together. So there wasn't a whole lot to do on GameCube back then. But I do remember it being, you know, a big deal that it was uh, Miyamoto's first new IP in, I don't know, since Mole Mania or something. I don't know what it, what it had been before that. And uh, it's kind of funny to think that uh, that 20 years since then, he hasn't really had a new IP. 20 years before that was Mario and Donkey Kong. So... A little perspective for you. Wasn't he involved in Nintendogs? <laughs> he may have been. I mean, that was post-Pikmin. Digital pet was dogs. How like post-Mole Mania, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was uh, I thought that was him in that. He's just trying to recreate his entire childhood, including all of his pets. Yeah. But I mean, from what I've heard from like the original, I don't know, he's not as involved in it as you would think, which I said before, his name's like only, he's just like on there as a producer for the first one. I think the second one as well. Because I was listening, you know, they, there was all that stuff that was released last week about the about the um, new information on the origin of Pikmin 1. And it sounded like it had been de- in development before Miyamoto was even attached to it, like, because it was originally supposed to be a 64 game. So, I mean, it was... Uh, oh, boy, it, can you it, imagine? When it was a completely, oh, completely no, different thing Thank before you. he had... Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, that was... I don't think it would work as well. Like, it wouldn't... The characters moving around probably wouldn't be Maybe as, it was like a DD game. That as fluid, I'm sure. Still, even then, yeah. We just see a bunch of little specks moving around, I would think. They are kind of like little cute bugs. Yeah. I, mean, I think these size and scope and sort of the enemies that you encounter very much continue to suggest that sort of just theme throughout. Just like, yeah, you're taking down a spider. What takes that spider? It's little bugs. Mm-hmm. A bunch of little bugs. These little uh, things that invade the flowers. I don't know. It's like a uh, yeah, like a parasite on the flowers that you're taking out and throwing at something else. And they're their own flowers. Cute parasites. Themselves. Like humans. Yeah. So I bought the I, I got the game over the weekend, but I was out of town, so I haven't been able to play it that much. But I'm around like day twenty maybe on Pikmin Four. Um, I'm not sure where about you got to Star. I think I just got enough uh, Sparklium to where I don't need to collect anymore. Where like the ship is completely fully powered, and I got to the uh, night missions. Have you gotten there yet? Yeah, I got to the night missions. Um... That was something I was gonna check. A spoiler range? What are we good on here? Just the whole shebang from what we played. Yeah, yeah, so y'all yeah, can sure, talk about whatever. Um, I personally, I was kind of going to take the perspective of y'all are gonna talk me into getting it because oh, I, just, okay. I can't. I do kind of plan on getting it, but I don't know when and uh, should I get it soon? You know, it's gonna it's gonna get. Uh, I'm gonna base whether or not I buy it soon on what y'all have to say about it. All right. Well, I think the fact that I've also right around night missions, I think, um, kind of puts us at a good spot because I think we'll talk about enough stuff without getting into the whole like meat of it. Because I feel like there's definitely still some stuff. I feel like I've seen most of the new elements, or at least a lot of the main ones, like Dondori battles and stuff that yeah, we'll yeah. probably talk a little bit about. But and the night missions. But I feel like 
at this point, if anything else is really revealed, it'll be like smaller things. Um, you know, as far as I know, I think that's kind of been one of the things I really liked is going and really just not knowing much. I actually didn't play Pikmin 3. I've never played it. And mm. so I think that's kind of interesting in that I was literally just playing Pikmin 1 and off the heels of 2 right into this and still haven't played Touch 3, but going in, I've just really enjoyed it. I Like I said, I played the demo like last week, I think. Um, and the demo really sold me really quickly. Like I already had seen like media and footage and I was like, oh, that's kind of cute. And then when I played it, and I'd heard like one or two things like, oh, the quality of life stuff's really cool. And then playing the demo, you know, a few days before the actual game came out, I was like, oh, okay, I'm definitely going to get this because, you know, I think one of the most poignant differences, and again, anything I say, if it's in three, please tell me because I have no <laughs> idea. But having an auto aim, like auto attach reticle so you don't have to like free aim it the entire time is so user friendly um compared to one and two and that was like one of the first things i was like whoa that's very this feels very different because it's just like oh i don't have to focus that hard just end in the ballpark okay there it is throw and then keep moving yeah that's that's definitely one of the best things for sure because uh and i think i think pikmin 3 has that too but i don't know if it auto targets or if you have to click a button or if you have to hit r for it to target but i know you can do it because i was just i just played a little bit of pikmin 3 because i double dipped on it and got it on switch because I wanted to play it before four, but then I got super busy and I just couldn't play it for that long. But playing them both back to back, like they do feel very similar. And I think the main difference, of course, is four brought the brought the caves back, which I was upset that they took them out of three. You know that they weren't in three from two because that yeah. was like my favorite, one of my favorite things about two. Those those are back, and they also this is this kind of seems like this is like the ultimate Pikmin because they're bringing all of the Pikmin in there. So like. So like the you know all of the one, the ones from two and the ones from three, eventually like I haven't got there yet, but I'm pretty sure you eventually get all of them because they're on the front cover of the game. So you get the flying Pikmin, you get the purple Pikmin, you get the white Pikmin, you get all the different ones from the other from the other game or the rock Pikmin or for, from three, from three as well. So you'll eventually have the full squad there, even though you can only have three types out at once, which is kind of annoying unless you find them in a cave, which is kind of cool. Like you can have three, and if you find an additional type in the cave, then you can have more. And I think honestly, that's almost a hindrance. Like I think that was kind of a thing that was cool feeling, and it kept going and cooler. I'm like, oh man, there's so much new stuff. Oh, there's this old stuff I really like. And at a certain point, and I can't tell you when, I just sat there and I was like, there are so many options on how to do things like there's so many equipment you get so many different types of upgrades instead of kind of like two but different instead of having another like human character you move around you have a sort of dog-esque companion and you can control that dog independently and then you can get new commands for the dog and you can like and i as it just kept growing i was like this is a lot and i you know <laughs> i think it's not a bad thing to have too much but you know there's the the you know the quote of good design is scraping everything away till you get to the base, not putting so much on that it feels you know totally excessive. Um, so I don't know. I think it's a weird mixed bag of like I'm happy it's all there, and I think maybe the intention is they want you to sort of pick things that you like, i.e. when you unlock new usable consumable equipment, it gives you one for free. So I feel like the fact that I already have I think ten, and I don't I feel like I'm maybe halfway through the game is a sign of like, hey, 
here's try this stuff all at once, but don't, but you're probably not going to constantly be using this bomb and that freeze bomb and these Pikmin to do that. And I'm just like, it's really neat, but sometimes I just have to like stop and be like, well, there's a lot going on here. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And th- there's, there's also like a lot of, which, which I like the, there, there's a lot of side missions you can do as well that kind of just fill mm-hmm. in as you're going. But I always like that sort of thing, you know, where it's like, find this, find this amount of, or find, find this number of new enemies or whatever, or like, or like make your Pikmin to like flower level this many times or like, or crow this many extra Pikmin and then we'll give you an extra thing for it. Like, I, I like stuff like that, like little side missions I, that'll, that'll give you extra yeah. bonuses. I do like the little side quests, and I think they're nice that they're pretty straightforward. It's not side quests that are like weird, like kill this enemy with this specific type of Pikmin. It's pretty much all stuff you do just while playing. Mm-hmm. Um, I will also say, as I'm kind of looking, especially through the three gameplay a little bit, just kind of clicking through it, I think the other really big difference here is the camera. Because three oh, and yeah, one yeah. are all pretty traditional, but the yeah, the camera in this is so neat. Like it really makes these environments basically the design of the environment was a lot more like 3d seeing everything all at once design mentality and it really shows because this game is gorgeous and i love it so much that it's like instead of just kind of seeing this top down you know like i don't know 45 degree angle view and you could zoom it out a little bit it's like i can look over the whole landscape and see all of these things and i think that's really neat and i think like that coupled with the things that make it more user new player friendly are just some of the things that make this game way more attractive and I think refreshing for the series that it really needed. Yeah, de- you're definitely right where it's a I feel like it kind of immerses you more. It's interesting to play it like with the angle so low cuz it's almost kind of like you're playing a it kind of feels a little bit like a like a 3D pat- platformer or something but you're not platforming. That that's kind of what I got from it. It like it brings you more into the action even though I still like I still find myself pulling the camera back and just trying to play it like old Pikmin, you know? <laughs> and same thing, like like what you were saying with all the additional items, which I do think there's way too many of them as well. I don't use any of them because I'm just playing the game like I do the other ones, you know? I'm still kind of playing the same Pikmin game, except now I can charge them with the dog or whatever, you know? And I'm like... Yeah, exactly. And I try to tell myself, I was like, well, you know, you should use these other things. It'll probably be easier. But I'm like, but no, I just, I'll just play it the same way I played all the other ones. And it's has well, it the dog, hurt, the hasn't hurt me so great, far. Right? I like the dog a lot. The, yeah. Does it, do you think the dog is something that you can't really go back from? Like, did, did it become part of how you play Pikmin? Well, I mean, mm-hmm. the, I think the main thing that's really, really good about the dog is how, like, you can jump on the dog and the Pikmin attached mm-hmm. to the dog. So, like, in the older yeah. ones, you you don't have to worry about your Pikmin getting caught, getting, getting like caught behind a wall <laughs> or something like that. You know. You know, like in the in the older one, you got this group of them coming behind you, and you always want to walk. You always want to look and make sure one of them doesn't fall into the water. Or like one doesn't mm-hmm. get like eaten by a bull borb, like while you're walking or whatever, because it can't run fast enough or whatever. I like how they can just all attach to the dog, and they're just with you, and you and you won't worry. You won't worry about losing any, any of them. I like that a lot. But what's kind of like comparing this to Pikmin three though, because Pikmin three. You know, Pikmin 2, you got two playable characters. You got Louie and you got Olimar. And then Pikmin 3 had three playable characters. And the great thing about Pikmin 3 is you could just, like, send them to different places independently of you. And I don't know if you can really do as much with the dog. Because, like, Pikmin 3 on Wii U, like, because it had the second, the, the extra uh, screen on the on the controller, uh, you could, like, tap on the map and be like, all right, I want to send this person with this amount of Pikmin over here. And you could just tap and they would just go there on their own. And you could send another guy over there, and then you could go here, and you could do like crazy multitask stuff. I don't know if you can do as much with this one with with Ochi with Ochi. 
is 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 like the main difference. And that and that one had a co-op mode too, which this one doesn't, I guess. Or uh, not this one has some form of co-op. I haven't tried it, but the description is very vague. It's just like the second player throws things at like rocks. It's not very good from what I heard. It's the equivalent to like the Mario Galaxy co-op, where basically That's yeah, what I was somebody wondering. aims That's what and, I was and shoots thinking. things at the at the at the people in the game. You're, you're like a little reticule uh, that just you just move around and you shoot rocks at people. Whereas in three, you uh, could actually be a space person with Pikmin, yeah. and it's like split screen, and you would play together cooperatively, which is great. But they, but they, I, I, I heard that being like the biggest complaint about this one that it does not have the the like how good how good of the of the co op from three it doesn't have that so so that sucks. Do you think they might add it in the future? Maybe I don't know. Could be. There is the Don Dory battles also really make me feel like I like I think the Don uh, so let's back it up. Don Dory is a term that was coined by Nintendo apparently about half a year ago, and it basically means to do tasks efficiently. And it was meant to be implemented directly into this game. And they talk a lot about the word Don Dory, which is basically prioritizing your resources to complete tasks efficiently. And one of the new sort of events is there's two types there's called like i don't remember the exact name basically dundori challenge which is just you're placed in an environment with a like unique set of like grouping of pikmin that are totally uh independent from like your actual pikmin supply and then within a certain time frame you have to try to kill and collect everything within that time limit and then the other type is a versus mode that's actually pretty reminiscent and gives me vibes of the versus mode in pikmin 2 oh yeah, yeah. which I don't like I don't know. I really like that mode in theory, but I never got to play it very much. I thought it got very chaotic and I like that a lot. And this feels like a kind of toned down version of that where like you and essentially throughout the campaign an enemy AI who also has like a dog companion. It's basically one to one, you know, versus and you're basically growing Pikmin at a faster speed. You don't like even have to pluck them. And then you're basically like killing enemies and you can run into each other and like attack each other's dog. <laughs> um, and it's really cool. Like I've only gotten to ones ranked two out of five stars. So I feel like there's a lot more that's going to come up. But I feel like that mode in particular is a great example of like two player feels like it should be more prominent in this game. And in some ways, I think it's get it like almost is, but it's just not quite there. But I would love online Dundori battles. I think that would be so fun. I would love to go head to head with other people in this game. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, there there is no online at all. Also, is, is what I heard. There's no 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 yeah no online thing whatsoever, which is weird because I think there is a you can do multiplayer Dundori stuff like like couch co op locally, you know, but not online, which is really weird. So. Uh, and I was yeah I was gonna ask what you thought about those Don Dares. You you think they're pretty good? I I thought they were kind of hard at first, but they're I mean they're pretty challenging. They can uh, they can really sneak up on you if you're not paying attention. Like uh, there were a couple times where in the last minute, all of a sudden he just like starts just bringing stuff in, and then you'll lose by like fifty points or something like that. Like it can be can be real challenging. Battles I haven't had a problem with. Like I said, I've only done up to two star. I think I've done three battles, and I've crushed him by 100 points every time the dondori like zen mode solo things those ones i've had a little bit more challenge with but i understand now i think that you were meant to revisit them when you have more skills and abilities and it makes them a lot easier which is i think is really neat it gives it a replay of like because on both of the two or three i've done i got really close i got gold but not platinum and then i revisited it once you get a camp person later who's like hey you want to just go do them and i was like sure and then i got oh, yeah, both yeah. on the first try yeah but i i think also the saving people's really cool in this and that's just the older thing is because the plot 
in short, it's basically you're looking for Olimar to save him because he sends out an SOS. And then you find a bunch of people of your first year crew, and then you just start finding all these people who aren't Olimar or your crew. And you're like, well, there's a lot of people to save. And <laughs> so that kind of becomes the main like advent and focus of the story. And, and it's cool because they show up because because there's like kind of like a hub world. You know, there's, you know, in the regular Pikmin games, there's like, you know, you, you fly up in the sky, it'll show you a map and you land in, in a different place. You know, all the first three ones were all like this. But this one, you start in like a hub world and, and you see all the people that you rescued and they all have different jobs and they can do different things. And you can go talk to them and they'll ask you to do different side missions or whatever. Or I just I just unlocked the like the uh, the style person, you know, that can like help you redo oh. your face or whatever, you know, in case you messed Wait. up your character creator and you want to come back to do it or whatever. There, there's stuff like that. Or you, or you find like one guy like is interested in flowers or, or like, or like insects or, you know, whatever, like different, different things. And you can run around and talk to him in this one area, this mid area. And then you talk to one guy to leave, to go to other places. So it kind of has this new hub world thing in there that wasn't in any, in any of the other ones. And I think the uh, sort of like focus, something else I thought of when all this, like adding in all these elements, um, I think the intended purpose of this game, especially with how user new friendly person it is, is that I find this game really easy. And I think and that's not a negative thing. Um, I still have Pikmin die, but I have yet to have a sort of, as I call it, mass casualty Pikmin event where I lose like, (laughs) 30 or 20 in one quick swoop but something i noticed i think about like five hours in was i was and i think this kind of shows how it is maybe a little bloat as i was fiddling through menus and i suddenly found a rewind button and i went what is this and i found out this game has a neat feature that as far as i know no other pigments had to let you it makes like auto little checkpoints of like a few minutes and it keeps like two or three at a time and it lets you go back and either like if you're doing the caves, restart that like cave subzone or just back up like two minutes. And I that was another big sign. I was like, wow, they really are catering this in a way to help prevent as much PTSD, I think, for people, <laughs> um, which is probably good. Uh, and that's Pikmin uh, stress, stress, traumatic disorder, to be clear. But yeah, I think that was really neat and something like there's just so much new stuff here for everybody and for all longtime fans. And I do appreciate it even if sometimes i just feel like i'm digging through all these menus of stuff looking for things and figure out how i should do something yeah i've heard i've heard people talk about that too that it's almost that it's almost too easy which uh i I mean i'm sure it's i heard it ramps up later you know but i mean it's uh yeah so far i've i haven't done too bad there was a there was like one bad guy that i ran into that kind of looks like it kind of looks like a cookie like smashed together and and it like rolls on its side and I threw a bunch of Pikmin on it, and it like flipped over and smashed like thirty of them at once. So I did have like one, one time where I was like, "Oh, I just lost a ton of Pikmin." But yeah, I did that same. I used that was like the only time I used the rewind function, which I don't normally use. But I was like, "Well, that sucked. I I don't want to lose that many," because I was trying to like gather enough blue Pikmin to to get the to get the yeah. blue onion, you know, so I could like start creating them and all that. So I just so I just rewound it and went back and didn't do the same thing where I, where I didn't lose as many. I think it could be viewed as an accessibility feature. I mean, obviously, that's what they would probably call it, but it's just kind of like the way games are becoming, and I, I think it's awesome that yeah. you, like anybody can play this. Somebody who's going to get more emotionally attached to the Pikmin, you know, can yeah. definitely uh, get them to come on back. They're not gone forever. 
Yeah. But uh, it, but I do also like that you don't have to use those features and you can have that challenge. Or at least that's what I think. I think I'm going to like it. I don't know. I haven't played it yet. I've played the demo, but I haven't played what, it. Yet. What did you think of the demo? I like the. I liked the demo a lot and I liked it enough that I never finished it because I figured I would finish it and then I would just be like impatient until the game mm -hmm. came out. But then in the meantime, I've just been distracted by so much other stuff, mainly games that I, uh, yeah, I haven't, I still haven't finished the demo, but I think I'm pretty close. I had, cause I think it's, you get to a certain amount of the sparklium and I had just a couple hundred more to get. Yeah. It's like 1500 yeah. on the, on the demo. Once you get to 1500, it's over. It was like 12 something, I think. But, but if you're in a cave, it keeps going. Cause I ended up with like 1900 in the demo because it won't count it until you get out of the cave. So, so I got a little bit higher, but, but no, it was, uh, yeah. I, thought but I liked it. It's fun. definitely the most accessible of the ones I've played. I mean, with the short of what I did play of the Wii U one that you have the actual, you know, the, the deep, the, uh, the touch screen that was pretty nice. I'm not gonna lie, but yeah, I haven't played. Here's another thing: I've never played all the way through a Pikmin game, so maybe this will be the first one. How dare you! <laughs> I think this is a great one to have that, or even just get on with. Obviously, just based on what we're talking about. But I think you know, as someone who just played through one and two again, and like it was a totally different experience revisiting them as an adult, and like really seeing them with these eyes and all the gamer skills tm i've acquired over the years but like and it just made them feel like as you said earlier it's like it felt like with this playthrough of pikmin 1 and 2 i really finally got how to play pikmin and that was a really cool feeling especially with like i think pikmin 1 you know the entire thing i lost like 20 pikmin like i that i restarted some days when it was like there was some but it was pretty minimal and pikmin 2 i basically was at the rate i was going it was about the same and it's just like learning how to fight enemies with those systems i think was a lot more easy to master this one i think there's just so much i think it's mastering what you want to do is what really does it like the ice pikmin i find i'm just constantly freezing enemies yeah and then just doing a bunch of damage and trying not to kill them right before like basically pull everyone off at the last second so i don't they don't always turn into goo Oh yeah, I, I was gonna say there's. Uh, I, I just recently noticed that that if uh, if you destroy an enemy while they're frozen, they t they turn into that goo that you can. Well, it's either like the goo that you can use the the red goo, or it's the yellow goo where you can have them make them get their get their flowers out and all that. But uh, but if you yeah. but if you don't freeze them, then their bodies will stay there for you to use it to like make more Pikmin. So I guess that's kind of like the punishment for for icing everybody, but. But yeah, I've been doing the same thing where I keep the ice Pikmin with me at all times, and I'm just like freezing the fuck out of everybody so they don't, so they don't eat. So they it's don't like when you use the ancient arrows in uh, Zelda, and you don't get the drops for them. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, and it's also reminiscent of a mechanic that's in two, and it looks like I don't know if it's in three. I was watching this gameplay just catching in the background, um, but in two they introduced the sprays, and there's two sprays. One is which powers your Pikmin, which is in this game too. I've only seen the berries like once though. Usually I just find the goo more than the actual berries you have to collect. But in Pikmin two, there's also the other spray that turns them to like stone and has the exact same effect. Where if you break them when they're stone, they turn to goo. Mm. But one example I wanted to bring up that of where I feel like this game definitely feels easier was, um, it was like the fifth underground area i went to there was a boss and uh, i don't think it's that much spoiler it's one of the frogs just big mm -hmm. and i charged him it's in like a watery area so all i had was water and ice pikmin and i charged up my pikmin and then i did the dog charge and he died instantly like literally <laughs> he died within a second of me hitting him wow. and it was very underwhelming i was like because that was like 
I think the first real boss I'd fought, and I'm sure he wasn't going to be that tough anyway, but seeing him literally just die instantly, I was like, that's not quite what I was expecting. I've had other bosses and like even like non-boss enemies who it takes a few like rotation cycles to like really kill, but that one I was really surprised. I was just like, well, never mind. I guess I'm not fighting him today. He's just dead. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't kill that guy as quick, but I I think I forgot to charge him. I think I just threw my Pikmin at him. But uh, that interesting thing about that guy is... uh, He's like walking around like this beach and, uh, and it's all like, it's all pretty dry, but once he, cause he does, you know, they do the jump where they come up and then they jump down. But when he jumps down, like the, the, the beach goes below the water. So then I had a feeling, so it ends up becoming more water. Yeah. So if you're using Pikmin that can't swim or whatever, that kind of inconveniences you. But if you kill him right off the bat, you don't have to worry about, you know, so, (laughs) um, something I do love is I often play these games in the living room when my partners are in and they, don't have as much exposure to this stuff like they definitely knew about it but seeing it a lot more firsthand i always love to see their sort of commentary as like from a different pair of eyes that's a lot more fresh and with pigment 2 they really didn't like the underground areas they thought they were really bland and boring and i could kind of see it as we were kind of going like as we went through some of them the like different types but then in that area that we're talking about particularly with the frog boss like for going back to this camera perspective that I think really freshens this game is you're in an aquarium or like a, a not aquarium a zoo for fish hmm. that is aquarium right? it's an aquarium yeah, yeah. okay all right I'm on um but like being able to see over the borders of the map that's where I was able to really be like oh I'm in an aquarium that's really cool and like realize that I'm basically climbing through different little fish habitats and murdering all these fish and taking the treasures and i would just it that felt that was a really cool area in particular to realize that's what was going on and that's what they did with the quote underground i was like this is way cooler than just like yeah i don't know there's bath tiles and drains forget about it get out of here you know <laughs> yeah it's yeah it's a lot more themed now and it's uh yeah mm-hmm. i've heard people say things against the second one because the because the underground uh, areas are randomly generated but that didn't that didn't really bother me. You know, it's it's kind of fun when you lose a bunch of Pikmin and you want to reload and then it's different when you when you when you go back to it. Yeah. I um no. Oh, it's great. I mean so far I would give it a really positive recommendation to just about anyone if they're curious, especially the demo. I've already recommended the demo to like three people um who have some sort of history. Um the other thing I will say, and this is just because I want to talk about it because it drives me nuts a little bit and talking about my partner's perspective. They do not like how the dogs look. Um, <laughs> Almar has his own like green dog and you have your own dog <laughs> and my partner just kept looking at that dog and going, why does his face look like a ball sack? And I was like, could you not? He's a cute little dog who's having a good time. I don't need this energy. And they just could not get off of it. But I mean, I think honestly to bring that in is like the creature design in this series has always been amazing. And in this game... It's just like it, they just kept going with it, and in a way that's a lot more cute. Like the frog enemy I was talking about earlier, I saw a TikTok today. It was like this full fledged animation that's like 10, 15 seconds long of a Pikmin staring at the new frog. I think it's one of the ice ones or something from this game. It's clearly meant to be based on that. And he basically goes and hugs the frog, and it's just like, <laughs> why can't we be friends? And I was like, it's true. Those frogs are a lot cuter. They have like, um, even made like as an enemy you see pretty early on, the there the boss and the like the first pikmin it's like the snake bird thing that's terrifying it like causes nightmares oh they have yeah little baby ones just hopping around yeah. like looking real cute and they still eat your pikmin but it's like one or two but they're like just so much cuter and you're like oh i'm gonna murder you 
but you are cute. Also, the body stay. That was shocking <laughs> to me. I was not expecting... Um, there's like one day where I didn't really collect everything I'd done and I came back and it was actually there the next day. I don't know oh. if in three oh, that was oh, a yeah, thing. Yeah. yeah, all the other ones, it all disappears. Yeah, I noticed that too. Yeah, because there was this one that I'd gone to and I left for like a long time and then there's still all these oh. dead bodies just hanging around. I'm like, oh, I must have gone through here already. <laughs> no one disturbed the crime scene. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was one of the bird enemies asleep and I was like, oh, it's the morning and they're sleeping. That's cute. And then I was like, oh no, this is a corpse. No. Well, He's sleeping forever. No, they're dead. <laughs> um, They also, one of their little neat things, like I think last thing I really want to mention is, is I've only seen this in one map and I didn't even experience it because in two, when you went underground, time froze. And this one time is slowed down, I think, to like a tenth or something. But one of the areas I was in, it's basically like a... There's a lot of sand and water. And it's just like... A, and halfway through the day, like, I came out of the hole and, like, half the day had passed. And then suddenly all the water receded. And it, oh, like, no. changed the, environment, the whole map. Yeah, the, yeah, one of the worlds does do that, where the, where the water, like, will come in and go out or whatever. And, and it'll get dry. I would, yeah, I, I had heard like on some reviews that uh, that that the time went slower on the on the cave, but I was wondering, can you actually can it become night while you're in the cave? No, right? Because I've because I've had it where I'm like at the end of the day and it's doing the countdown, and I jump into a cave and I do the whole cave, and and then I just come out and the day ends. Like I don't think I don't know. It must not go. It must not go that. I don't know. You must have to be in there for a really really long time for it to actually like become night. Yeah, my guess is it goes to the 10 seconds, but because also at the 10 seconds, you can't go back in a hole, I found, because every time I try, it's like, it's night, it's about to be nighttime, we can't go in this cave. Oh, okay. Like, okay, so yeah, my guess is, I, yeah, yeah, if you spend enough, it would take you to that point. Okay, because yeah, I did it one time where it was where I was really close to night, and I just jumped into a cave, and I went through the whole thing, and it was, you know, and it was fine. But it wasn't, I guess it wasn't the exact countdown, but still, it's... I don't know. I didn't really. I didn't really notice that much of a time. I, I was like, I was like, is time going at all? Like, it seems like it's because that's what I would always do in two. Like, I would do the whole day, yeah. and then I'd jump into a cave at the end of the day, and then do the whole thing, and then it, and then once you finish the cave, you get put right next to your ship. So it's like, yep. So it's a way for you to like, you know, make the day way longer, you know, because you don't have to worry about it going night in the cave or whatever. Yeah, and two, you could literally go like at the last second, you pop out of the hole and be one second and be over. I think. uh yeah, I think I'm really excited to see just finish it and see where it goes. Oh, the night mode. Um, that was it. I like oh, yeah. with this one, the series has gone on long enough that the lore is really skewed. I still haven't gotten far enough in, but I'm really starting to get vibes. And it's kind of implied based on what's happening in the opening that this almost feels like story wise a reboot. Which I mean, pick yeah. the story. It's not. I'm not that invested. I'm like, no, my my wholesome memories. Um. But, but what like, about Louis? We got yeah. We I can't erase I am, him from the story. <laughs> I am very curious if he's going to come up. But like in one of Olimar's notes, because you're constantly finding like journal entries from him, he talks about having a really bad nightmare. So this is a small spoiler, but I thought it was a really cute thing because it referenced it's showing how this series has gone on long enough that it's self-referencing. Um, but yeah, he's like, oh, I had this really bad nightmare that my company was horribly bankrupt due to a co-worker's incompetency. And there's like a little simple drawing. It's supposed to be other like full-fledged pictures. And it's the president of the company too, like crying. And in the background, there is Louie eating a Pikmin. And like <laughs> sort of the self-referential humor that in two is like clearly implied that Louie sometimes looked at the Pikmin as like the carrots that he wanted to eat them. And I don't know. I think it's really cute seeing 
like uh, the video I sent you showing the Pikmin singing the one of the level songs from two. Like I think it's really neat, just all these little ways that you know four really is here and it's trying to be everything for old fans and new fans alike. And I do respect it a lot, so much for that. You know. Yeah, that was something. Uh, yeah, I'm sure you you notice it in the demo. It says that. You know, the first time that it makes it sound like it's the first time Olimar has ever crashed, and where he is now is 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 that that now you're a part of the first story. So they're kind of like rebooting the whole thing, which I was like, I was like, well, I kind of liked because three like talked about one and two as those already happening, but whatever, it's fine. Did I was going to ask you have you have you found the pilot yet of the of not, no. not Olimar but the pilot of your ship? I've not found the pilot. He's the last person, and I just finished. Uh, refixing all of the feathery folk feathers. Oh, the leaf. I think they say like leaf faces or whatever, even though they don't really have like leaves. But, but yeah, I, yeah, I just finished doing all the nights to convert the like three or four people I'd found from leaves to regular. So that's, and I'm basically right about to go to the fourth area, I think, or at least go back to the third and clean up a bit. So the, yeah, so, so the Dan Dory battles. As we were talking about, like where you have to gather all the things in a certain amount of time, or you have to gather the things against another person. Uh, when you beat those, you get this like leaf face character, as we were talking about, and they try to scan them, but they can't tell who they are, and they'll just lay on the ground, passed out, and and this like uh, on on your main hub area or whatever, and uh, and that's where the night mode comes into play. And when you get to the to the night mode, you get these glow Pikmin. And uh, they have like these kind of like sandcastle looking things that are like glowing in the middle. I forget what they're called, but uh, but you have to like defend those. So you kind of have like this sort of tower defense thing that you do, and you basically use the you'll take the glow Pikmin and you grab these little um these little like star rock things, and they go into the sandcastle thing and they make more glow Pikmin. And you don't have to pull them out of the ground or anything. It's like, you know, you want to re- replenish them, and then you go out and you fight the... You'll try to fight the guys that are trying to come and eat the sandcastles or whatever. And if you can make it through the night, or you can destroy all of the bulborbs or whatever the fuck is trying to attack your castle, you get this, like, special goo that they turn into a pill that will save the leaf-faced people. And it'll take the leaves off their face, and it'll tell you who they actually are. So that's the point of doing the night missions. And they're, and they're, you know, I've mentioned before how I don't necessarily like tower defense things, but it hasn't quite annoyed me yet. Like, I've been have, I've been doing fine with the night missions. But like I said, if you just go around and just kill everybody, you won't even have to wait until dawn. It'll just end if, if you've killed all the enemies, which I did that on one of the missions. So, so that's pretty cool. And you can make little tiny, yeah. uh, you, make, you can make little tiny castle things to distract them as well. So they'll go and eat those instead of your main ones, which I did that. Yeah, which I, I did that a couple times. The- the Dondori battles and the night modes, I think, are just so similar to the base game and just ever so slightly different enough that it makes them not annoying really to do. Like with the night mode, the they're basically ghost Pikmin, which the lore, I don't mm-hmm. know. I, I like Pikmin lore. I don't care about the story, but the lore makes me, I do kind of like get curious about. And seeing the ghost Pikmin was wild. I was like, these guys are funky and I love them. But the ghost Pikmin are really neat because not only do you not have to pluck them, but they're constantly returned to your side if they're not active. Oh yeah. You don't um, have, you don't which, have to blow the whistle or anything like that, which I think is really it. And it, the night goes so fast that you're basically like hyper doing this round of spot, like retrieving the little crystals and murdering enemies as fast as you can or defending your base. And it, they're kind of the same thing with the Dundori battles is having this be slightly faster. Or when you, you know, generate Pikmin, you don't have to like pluck them. I think 
And then having them be very self-contained. It's not like you have to worry about, oh no, it's my Pikmin. It's like, oh no, that Pikmin died, whatever, it's fine. This is just a fun little side mission that doesn't matter. I think really keeps these things from feeling very weighted and heavy and just kind of like, yeah, just go do this thing. Ah, you did it. All right. Mm-hmm. See you. You know. And and you get to like uh you get to use them in caves too, right? Somewhat. Like cause you get yes. these little like I forget what they're called, like uh I don't know, seeds. Pig, pigment seeds like, or, or yeah, glow seeds, yeah. like that sort of thing. I haven't used them yet, but I guess you can use them in dark places or in caves. I think mostly just caves, but but that's cool. I don't know what you use them for, but you you can you can use I, them for something. They have a they have a really unique group attack ability to like flashbang the enemy, which is really cool. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, but so I, my guess is if you you know bring them with you to caves, you can use them for that to like have another like method of attacking and murdering things it's just it's too many there's too many weapons in this game <laughs> that is true yeah because you can get these inventions that'll like just shock the enemies automatically and and you can upgrade yourself too you can make yourself like more like uh, where like flame doesn't hurt you or, or whatever you know like same with the dog like it, there yeah there is a lot to do there where it's kind of like it, it's like do we do you even need these things like you can just like completely ignore yeah. them and still play the game you know without without all the extra upgrades and stuff I think really for me, it's just, it makes it feel good to complete it. Like, I don't really, I don't care. Like, if there's fire, I'm pretty easy to just avoid it. But, like, at some point, eventually, when I just have enough extra little materials for, like, that I use to in game in, like, missions to build bridges or, like, do other little stuff with them, you are, they're also the currency for upgrading your stuff. If eventually, at some point, when I don't need them anymore and I have 50 extra, I'll be like, okay, I'll finally buy this upgrade just to have it. But I don't, yeah, it's very much just like, that's how I feel about it. And I think for other people, they'd probably get something completely different out of it, but it is, it's neat overall to just have all this stuff to do. But don't, but, but don't you don't use up all your resources. I did that one time and it's, it totally screws you over. Like I was like, I was just buying a bunch of shit and I wasn't paying attention and I used up all of the resources. And then I went to a cave and I couldn't do anything because I couldn't make any bridges or anything. Cause I didn't have any resources left. And I'm like, what the fuck? So, but, but thankfully I, I found out that you can just leave the cave though without finding an yeah. exit, so that helps. That's In case you do what I did, you, you know, you don't have yeah, it lets resources. you go back to specific sub levels of caves. Is so like wild of just like all the accessibility in this. Um, I would I would have loved that in Pikmin too when I was trying to grind for a hundred <laughs> purple Pikmin to pick up that uh the like the the hand weight that, that you need a hundred purple Pikmin for. That would have been really easy or would have helped. Yeah, but yeah, I think you know I'm just I'm loving it honestly. Like there's little minor complaints and maybe it's too bloated but outside of that i don't really have anything negative to say about this game i think everything else they're doing is pretty rad and i'm really happy pigments back that's how i'll say it i really feel like i don't know if we'll get pigment five but i hope it doesn't stay away as long again because pigment three to me it's like 10 when, years you know, right like between the two yeah, of them, i think yeah and i don't know i i just maybe it was my time in life but i just never really felt the wii u very much like its existence that's probably my nintendo console that just feels like i don't even remember it existing and three being such a prominent thing on that it doesn't even feel like three existed to some extent in my brain so it's just like i don't know like i think you because they said three you guys said three's on switch now right it is yep. yeah uh it's yeah, a it's and it's a it's like three deluxe so uh i mentioned it on uh, on mike's show but um three is supposed to have an extra like a like a um thing at the end with a bunch of like more challenging missions that were considered the best Pikmin of all time at one point before four came out. So mm-hmm. I'm really excited to play that because three was pretty short. I remember. And I did, I played through three on Wii U, but they added like this whole epilogue thing that's supposed to be really cool. So 
I'm excited to play that. But yeah, no, you can get, you know, if you get through four and you and you want more Pikmin, you can always go to three and see what's happening there. Yeah. So I'm I'm really excited to see where four goes and how it ends, and I hope it Pikmin just kind of hangs out more and they keep doing stuff with this. I think I I think the really big benefit if they make another game sooner than the last sort of gap will be trimming some of this stuff. Like you asked earlier, uh, Jeremy, about like if the um, dog is like a staple at this point, and I feel like the dog is probably, but so much other stuff is like it's really cool. It's there and it's successful. If anything, I wish it could be more like, hey, I don't want this. Please get it out of my hood or my menus. Like, can I just hide this for now? And then if I want it later, I'll bring it back. Like having so many abilities with the dog because you also we talked about earlier like how much is the dog really a usable element versus like you know your companions three and there are a lot of commands with the dog that i feel like if you wanted to basically never control the dog yourself like you can send him back to base you can send him to collect pikmin you can send him to hunt out things i feel like comboing all these like if you had him collect the pikmin at base after they were picked or after they brought back treasure and then you told him to go find another like onion part and you could basically make that all self-contained it's possible but definitely not the capacity of three based on what you're saying but i do think i'm curious to see with a new game what they might take away because i don't feel like there's anything more you can add to this experience so far i don't know we don't have any uh it's like what colors have we not got to yet um (laughs) it's like do we have any we never had any green any green pikmin that'd be cool no, the ghost ones are green now. Oh, yeah, I guess they are we green. Have green. Damn it, damn it. <laughs> yeah, we don't have brown. That's the only color I can think of. Like black, we don't have any black Pikmin. That'd be cool. I The rocks, kind of. Yeah. That's me. I always like thought they were kind of like black. silver or gray. I don't know. Yeah, but, you know, it's it's interesting. Like, also, something that's driving me a little nuts out of anything I've seen is that, like, certain Pikmin you can propagate with the onion and bringing enemies, dead enemies back. Um, but other ones that are more special, like the ice Pikmin, the purple Pikmin, the white Pikmin from older games, you can't propagate in that same way. You have to go find them or generate them through flowers. But in one of the Dondori battles, you use ice Pikmin and there was ice pellets. And I was like, I just wish there was ice pellets somewhere else. Please give me these in the real game. I don't want to go like farm these ice boys later. This is driving me nuts. I, I figured, I figured you'll get them eventually. Cause like, you know, cause I, I found the like the blue thing to make it to where you can make more blue, and I figured you would find one for the ice and the purple or whatever eventually. I think there's definitely at least more because there's one person who's like, I want more onions, so there's at least a fourth one, if not more. I hope there's a snow level. I always love the snow levels. Oh, yeah, I thought they were so aesthetically cool. There's been one like every yeah. one. The the only thing that kind of annoys me, and that goes along with the onion thing, it's just the fact that you have to like upgrade your onion. Like you start off with like only being able to have like thirty out, and you can upgrade it to like forty. I think I have it to like fifty or sixty now, but that just feels like kind of unwanted padding to me. Like why can't I just have the hundred like I could in the other one? Like just let me just get the hundred out and just do my thing. Because it because I couldn't get I, I couldn't get that blue. Uh, I couldn't get that blue orb like for so long because I couldn't have enough Pikmin out at the same time because I didn't have the blue ones. I was just trying to freeze the water, but if I freeze the water, I didn't have enough to grab the onion, you know. So I was like, "Why can't I just have a hundred? I could do this with a hundred, but you know, they wouldn't let me do it." So I kind of was a My, little little annoyed by that. When I read that in your notes, I was thinking about it, I almost it, like fought. T- it took like ten seconds, but I was like, "Oh, I bet it's for new players because like I feel like I feel like." the notion of having a hundred Pikmin in this game is just a little bit different than the other games where there's so much less going on. So I feel like if they front loaded you with a hundred Pikmin right off the bat, 
Because you can also do a lot of damage with like 20 or 30 Pikmin to certain Oh, enemies. sure, yeah. You could, like you could be un- unstoppable with the 100. Or they're afraid you might just kill 100, you know, like I've done. Exactly. Before. So they're just like, hey, bud, we're going to calm down. Yeah. 30. <laughs> Let's see how you can do with 30. It's like, okay, for us, you know, people have done been in the series a little bit longer. I think it's, I, do, I feel it too. Yeah. But I think for new players, it'd be a lot nicer to have like, Here's a hundred. Don't kill him. You're like, oh, it's so many. <laughs> <laughs> and and also, it's it's a small thing, but I miss the uh, I miss the whole like where you could move the right stick, and they're like, nah, 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 and they, they yes, just move around. I, like I, I miss that so much. Like, why can't you do that anymore? That's so cool. The, yeah, it seems like they've really exchanged that for the charge. Because even if you don't have the dog, you can have a particular set of Pikmin, like yeah. a, a, one of the types, all focus a task, whether it's attacking a wall or attacking like an enemy. Mm-hmm. And I really feel like that was kind of the trade off. And I mean, honestly. I feel like I'm starting to hear this more and more with Switch games, at least maybe if not all of them, but some of them. It really feels like Nintendo or other companies who are making games, especially with the Switch of mine, are hitting this like button capacity limit because there's this like there's like two buttons. I think it's like uh, it's the Y button because uh, I'm using a GameCube controller. It's like Y and then like one of the D-pad buttons where if you hold it, it brings up a sub menu and then it's like, oh, you can hotkey whatever you want on the D-pad and then mm-hmm. like it's just there's so many, like it just feels like overload where it's like, oh, if I want to do this one thing, I have to hit this button six times or hit six different buttons to get there for certain things and it's like, it, it's it's getting a lot for the Switch. The, uh, the I mean, the main the main issue for me with, the, with being able to move the Pikmin around with the right stick is uh it's just like, you know, when when there's like a, you know, when there's a goo and you want to make all your Pikmin into into like flower Pikmin, which I always want to do. I feel like it's kind of harder to do now because you can either just like throw them all out, you know, and and, and just hope that eventually your ones that don't have flowers will show up and eat and eat the goo, or you can just like jump off the dog and just like try to walk them through the goo. Where normally I would just take the stick and I would just point them over there and they just walk straight to the goo and they, you know, that sort of thing. I think the goo has a number limit now like it's a certain number of pikmin like seven or eight versus throwing as many on as you at once as you can and i actually like that more because it always felt very stressful to try to like get them all popped up in the right way and then if one got to it before the others you'd be like oh fuck well there was the whole pile but yeah i've just found with that specific thing if like if there's a goo pile i will focus a group and i'll just throw them until i start seeing flowers and then i'll pull them back and then i'll get to the next group and just keep doing that yeah I, I just thought it was just easier to do with when you could direct them with the right stick. That, that's all. That's no, all. I, that's. I, it, do, I know do, it's yeah. like a, it's a stupid thing to to be mad about, but I'm like, but I'm like, man, no, I miss I, I miss when stupid. I could just make them something. just walk over there and just get it instead of like uh, trying to throw them on it or whatever, you know? Yeah, or like when you want to attack the wall, it's like, oh, hold on, I have to get it. if you're not on the dog or if you don't have the dog with you, it's like, oh, hold on, I have to charge this group, then charge that group, then charge that group. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it can be. It's a little repetitive. I totally get. It. I I hear you coming from with it. And the music's iconic. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I always, I always loved that. Even the, in the very first, in the very first Pikmin game, that was. I remember that being like, oh, that's really funny. Like you move the seasick, and it's like, nah, 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 nah. yeah, and it plays the little, little tiny marching band song, and I was like, that's, that's, that's great. I like that. I'm a, I'm way too into TikTok, and I, I wish I could just share it, but I did see a TikTok, and it was specifically when it was just when you're trying to line your Pikmin up for the bridge, and then this banger comes on, and it was I forget which meme, but it's like a dance, and it's just like the shuffling left and right. I'm like, yep, that's what it looks like. They're just shuffling back and forth. It's like straighten out, please. Yeah, <laughs> bastards. Uh, I, I do miss yeah, I miss stuff I like that you could do in two also where you like throw them up over the wall and you kind of like lead them with you like in those little tiny spaces like those are oh really fun yeah to do. That, that was always a fun little yeah. like puzzle element when they throw that in but yeah I don't know I think 
for me, I think that's all I have to say right now. I'm really excited to see more, but like that's it's just like from what I've played, that's really all I can think of. I think it's a just great time and I'd highly recommend it, especially I like I think if you're a really big fan of Pikmin, it's totally worth sixty. If you're like pretty mad about Pikmin or you're not sure if you're gonna like it, just go play the demo and then you'll figure it out pretty quickly if you want to spend sixty, I think. From what I heard, it's it's one of the longer ones. Like what was it the there was an article saying that the main story mode could take around like 30 hours possibly. And there's more after, after that, which is what I was hoping for. I was hoping it was like two where it ends, but it's like, Hey, there's all this other shit. You want to catch a hundred plus more stuff? Like go for it. It's a, it's also, yeah. it's number one on the eShop right now. So it's, a, oh, it's, yeah, it's yeah. the top seller, the top seller. So I was hoping that finally Pikmin would finally get the love that it's deserved all these years. Like I always felt like it, not enough people played it. Definitely don't expect it to go on sale anytime soon. Well, it's Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, it's never going right. to go on sale. They're not going to be giving it away for free like they did for the Wii U. That, that's how I got it originally. I got it for free because Nintendo was basically giving everyone a free game for buying Mario Kart 8 on Wii U. That's how bad they were trying to get people to play the Wii U. But I ended up getting Pikmin 3 for free out of it, which is fine by me. I had a good time with it. Uh, with all the talk that we've been saying, Jeremy, is there anything uh, you want to ask uh, in particular about, about Pikmin 4? Is there any sort of cohesive story about like are you getting a background of these this race of space people or is it essentially just whatever they're having happen on the planet like the story is all encapsulated there? I don't think there's much. Uh, I don't know. From what I've noticed, it doesn't seem to be a whole lot of background. So we don't get to find out about like where they're from or what it's back. In, in two, you get a lot of that. In okay. this one. Um, a lot of it seems to be right up in the it's front loaded in the intro. Mm-hmm. Something I I think they are kind of holding it to the chest a little because it's always not really. I think when the focus is like we just really want to focus on not Earth TM. But one thing like I did notice about this was when you rescue people, a little like bonus note. There's only like there's like a short paragraph, their name, and then like their home planet. And there's multiple home planets. And in my he- understanding of the lore, this universe is like, I-, I never imagined that these people, it makes sense. They have very mm. advanced space travel that they've, you know, gone to their planets. And they, but it's like, oh, that just totally changes the un- my understanding of their society in the background. Um, and I don't know. I think they always had a pretty firm line between the like home sort of story and the story on the earth. They always talk about like, you know, when you come back, oh, the Pikmin remember you, Olimar. And I think that's interesting. But it was never like, hey, we're going to bring some of these Pikmin home. And yeah. so it's very interesting, like, how they always kind of have this line of, like, they live here, they stay here, they party here. Don't even <laughs> talk about anything else. We keep it separate. They're not, like, doing Pocahontas 2 or she goes to London or whatever. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> so but, what happens and I, I hope we get a little more snippets. I'm curious to see how much more they give us in the course of the story. Because right now it's been pretty... Pretty basic, although it is just really funny that basically uh, you come here to rescue the you know Almar and then your crew, and then suddenly right. you're finding so many other people, and literally they have there's so many different little nuggets of dialogue where it's like, why are there so many fucking people here who got this OS SOS signal? This is ridiculous, and I'm like, yeah, it, it's pretty silly, honestly. There's if they expand your camp, like at first it's like you can walk the circumference of the camp in like 20 seconds, and then they're very quickly like. Okay, now it's the camp's like four or five times bigger because there's too many people and it's getting crowded. And you're like, yeah, I've noticed. Do you ever find any human remains? 
What like like no. bones? Because I mean, because we, we yeah, because I was saying oh, we, this is very oh. much like a post-apocalyptic sort of feeling. I guess yeah, where yeah, where are the humans? Is everybody dead? I guess I guess we never I, they haven't mentioned that yet. <laughs> so there is there's always been head there's been theories and head cannons from my understanding trying to understand if the humans are gone because you never see them. I always think they're around. Everything's too fresh. Or if, you know, like, I think there's just this, it's almost, it gives me like, I can't remember what it is. It's kind of like Toy Story, but there's a better example I can't think of. But basically, like, the Pikmin and humans just never see each other. Because in this game, from the little bit of dialogue I've seen in game that they talk about, and I think it's really interesting, is they keep referencing, like, on the sand level, they go, this structure is man-made. Where And they're like, who made this dot 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 and it they keep doing this sort of reference of and like talking about what items may have been used for like i think there's some item that's a uh it's like a makeup compact you know like oh, or a little mirror that opens and closes mm-hmm. and they're yeah. like i wonder what the original creators of this used it for and that someone's like maybe it's to be to encapsulate themselves in defense if there's an attacker so i think like their headcanon mm-hmm. of, of them is like oh whoever made this world they are really small and these yeah. items are the size relative to us as it is relative to them. And it's like, I think, I don't know. I like it that way. It's funny. Cause like you get like masks that are the size of human faces and you're really seeing that comparison and they still are just like, I don't know this, but they, you know, this game does have also all the little item descriptions and opinions of like the people who get them. That was one of my favorite things is looking at in the little like just little like text descriptions of oh, yeah. whatever all of our thoughts something was. That's totally still in this game. Also, the there's a creature tester and explorer area, which in two was present and you could like throw little carrots at the enemies and like see them react. In this one, they took it one step further and it's a whole full fledged. You can go in and load up as many of whatever number of Pikmin you want, like up to a hundred, and just uh, fight the monsters and like do fake fights and i thought that was really cool too because i was like wow they took this the whole next step like they didn't hold anything back when they brought back these old mechanics and made them better which i thought was cool oh yeah yeah no for sure i was gonna say i i found the game boy micro in the game so that's the closest i've ever been to uh to the game boy micro so that was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah that's true and i forget I what it, it's, it's, it's called like the, it's called like the micro control or something like that it has a funny name for it and what was it? The, the Game Boy Advance is called the Stone of Advancement or something like that, mm-hmm. which is funny. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, I, I, I always love those descriptors. I think Nintendo really learned a lesson with 2 and then bringing 2 to the Switch and having to take all the license and stuff out that they're like, we're not doing that again. But I am a little sad because that always made it feel more human and realistic. But it is still amazing to see Nintendo stuff, like obviously, because they can do that. So that at least it's nice to see those little nuggets of like a game and watch or whatever. And you're just like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, for sure. And I think I, yeah, I found a Game Boy Advance game as well, but it's in Japanese. I couldn't tell which one it was, but, but it's yeah, called but, like, it's like a statue of perfection. And you're like, all right, yeah. well, man. It's, no, I get it. Yeah. It's, I saw that and I was like, but what game is that? Like, I, I guess, uh, yeah, it was like, I saw there's a little, there's a little icon on there and I'm like, what, what is that guy? Like, I don't, I didn't recognize who it was or what it was from, but, but yeah, there's a little, there's really cool, like, um, Easter eggs in there. I saw you can get like a music box that plays the uh, song, song of storms, like from uh, Zelda. So that's cool. Wow. That's in there as well. But yeah, if that's, um, if that's all that you want to say about Pikmin four, why don't we take a quick break and then we'll come back and talk about other games and news and stuff. Pick yeah. Pick yeah. <laughs> Pick yeah. We'll be right back.
Hey, you. It's me, Mario. Yeah, you. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon to hear our bonus shows, which happen every month. I'm a tired. Tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon-feeding you the same old video game news on every single show. Ah, spaghetti. Ah, ravioli. Then expand! With Nintendo Main Expansion Pack. It's us talking about old games that were important to us. It's us interviewing people that we meet at conventions. And heck, it's live shows from those same conventions. It's basically everything you could want that Nintendo Main ever made. Here we go! And it's just a buck a month. That's less than a bad indie on the eShop. It's $12 a year, which is less than Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo Main. Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and... Hey, Mario, let go! He's throwing us back to the show! So long, gay Bowser! Patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast! Game over! back from the break and uh, let's talk about some other games let's talk about what we bought and what we've been playing for the week uh, star is there anything else you've been playing other than pikmin that you want to talk about um i you know it's my first time on this podcast so i think it's a perfect time to just bring up the game i never stopped playing for better or worse and as uh dead by daylight now featuring nicholas cage is he in what? there now Officially? nick rage is in there yeah yeah <laughs> i i just looked it up the other day, I have like thirty or twenty-eight days of total playtime in this game. Wow! Yeah, I, I, it's a, it's a very mixed bag at this point. It's a, it's a lot of Dead by Daylight community that's still around. It's been around, I think, that much. It's, it's just very much a love-hate relationship. It's a game I would love to play with friends, but if someone's my real friend, I would probably be like, you don't want to start this. You don't want to go down this road. Don't worry about it. But if it's someone, I'm like, I. Like you don't want to try this, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. With that, but uh, the game every year is better than the last year, I think, which is nice to, to have those little check-ins because they have like an anniversary event, which just kind of ended, and just kind of feel like, yeah, things are better overall. There's Behavior Interactive is a really interesting studio with having this long-term game of development, like the things they choose to do versus the things they don't choose to do, um, and you know. They have so many. So Dead by Daylight, shortly, uh, atypical multi- or asymmetrical multiplayer. It's a one v four. Four players are trying to repair generators. Other players playing a killer who's trying to kill and murder them all through like hooking them. And so the game is basically it comes down to running the killer around the map and for as long as you can while your teammates complete the objective. 
And the big thing about this game over the course of the years is that it's basically had all these massive cameos. It has, you know, Mike Myers. It has uh, Demogorgon. You can't buy that anymore. That license ran out. Uh, Freddie Mercury. I don't know if that license is still around, but besides Freddie, those two, Freddie, everyone wait. else is still in there. Freddie Mercury, like the <laughs> singer? Yeah, you know, the scariest <laughs> man. Freddie Mercury. Like, like really? And no, Dead by No, Dead. I meant, sorry. Freddy Krueger. Okay. No, I'm just here like, wow. Because I was like, I was like, I was like, I was like, damn. No, Dead by Daylight's really branching out. Like they, they got Freddie Mercury in there too. That's that actually kind of makes me want to play it. I haven't played. Well, that's the thing with this. Basically, what I'm getting to is that they, you know, it hit a point that they brought in all these different IPs. Pinhead, you know, that IP's around. Um, but outside of a few specific ones, i.e., Leatherface. No, not Leatherface. Um, who is it? The one that there's the other Jason? Jason. <laughs> Jason's not in it because Jason made their own game that is yeah. slowly dying and probably will never do it because of all the licensing with that. Yeah. But outside of like those small, like specific weird niche ones, it's hit a point where the community was just sitting around going, what are we going to get next? Like we're running out of like, you know, it's like, oh, maybe we can have Alien, but Alien's kind of OP as a character and it feels weird mm-hmm. to put a really weirdly OP character in this universe. And so, you know, for the last Pre- like three Say Predator months, could be cool, right? Yeah, Predator's kind of in the same vein a little bit. It's like it feels like it'd be OP, but maybe a little more dual, like Chucky, maybe, but that, <laughs> you know, mechanically you have to think about how that would work. I'd like to see like, the, like the scale rule. for that. Exactly. I mean, yeah, is it going to be like? I, I'd like to see the scale, like how that works. Is it like little, this little tiny there, doll chasing you, or is it you know? Well, so there is another character who's original character, and they're called the twins, and slightly gross. Uh, I don't know, gory. Slight warning. Um, but the twins is a is like a. I think she's like a like a twenty something woman and a, a like underdeveloped like almost baby creature. And they're like fused. They were like conjoined in in the real world, and then they turn to the ghost world. They were like reconnected socially. But so when you de- you can detach this like little baby thing and run it around the map hmm. and like jump at people, um, and it's definitely the smallest like killer controlled thing in the game. So it makes me do think of that. But um, but yeah, for the last like few months, it's very much been the community being like, I don't know what we're gonna get next, and then fucking out of nowhere. No one was expecting it. It was not like there was no rumor of like, oh, Nick Cage. It was so it felt like one of the most Nintendo moments of just like, hey, guess what we're doing? Fucking Nick Cage. You're just like, <laughs> and it was everyone was hype. No one, I think, in the community, at least anything I saw was like, oh, this is stupid. It was everyone was just happy for once. I think to be like, so is it oh. is it his character from whatever that vampire movie he was in, or is it no, just oh, Nick he, Cage? I think he's it, just Nick Cage. It is right? his, it's technically his character from. The movie he did with Pedro Pascal. It is a, it is a. a oh, the one where he plays Nick Cage. <laughs> yes, where he plays Nick Cage, not Nicholas Cage. It's technically Nick Cage. Okay. And so it allows them to, you know, go over with his character, be even more extra. Um, and Nicholas Cage did do all the original voice work, which is really cool because even other characters, because they also have survivors from other IPs, i.e., with uh, Stranger Things, you have Nancy and Jonathan and uh, Steve. Um, and those voices, like they, none of very few characters have dialogue. Nicholas Cage has a fuck ton of dialogue because, of course. And Nicholas Cage is also was totally on board. He was like, it was clear like Nick Cage wanted to do this. It was yeah. very much the meme of somebody like Nick. What about this? He goes, oh, I love it. I'm in. Um, I think but, Nick Cage wants to do anything where he can get paid. So I he yeah, but I think debts and stuff. He, I think there's ones where he it feels like he actually is excited about it. I feel like there's ones where he does it, and then there's ones where. 
I don't know. He just feels more like the movie that he did where he has no lines of dialogue and is a Five Nights at Freddy's nip- rip yeah. off. Yeah, that was yeah. paid, but like this one, he came to the game. I still watched it. Was, I, I liked was it. it good? I meant to. It was. So my partner's got a thing for Nick Cage. Well, maybe not like a thing thing, but she really <laughs> likes Nick Cage. And uh, But you still, but you still a, have not seen a lot of his greatest movies. I got her um, more recent ones. one of our first Christmases together. I got her like a pillow with his face on it, you know, and that's very prominently displayed in our living room. And uh, and uh, she has like she goes to music festivals. And she has like a totem that she made. That's Nick Nick uh, Cage in the bee in the bee thingy with the bees flying on his face, and it says Nick Rage in a cage. That's her little totem thing she carries around. So we had some friends over probably about six months ago. We just like binged on Nick Cage movies and. It was great, but yeah, we watched the Freddy, the whatever the Willie's Willie's Wonderland, I think Willie's Wonderland, yeah, and we watched uh, the unbearable weight of massive talent again. We had already seen it in the theater, but we saw it again. Then we watched adaptation to kind (laughs) of watch an actually good movie, so you can have some double double Nicolas Cage action. Yes, two Uh, Nicks at once because yeah, yeah, one is not enough. To capture, but no, but no Wild at Heart. Got to watch that movie. Yeah, to capture the sort of like. Mo- like how it's really seemed like he felt he did make an appearance at some game ward event when they sort of revealed this mm-hmm. and showed it off and he talked for a, little, a good amount like and he has a quote here that i love and the quote is see i want you to know that when you're playing the nick cage survivor i want you to know that we're one that we're fused said cage so it's important to me that every with everything i do everything i say from the scream to the grunt down to the most minimal exasperated pressure of the side whatever it is it's my voice so that we are fused and <laughs> it's the most cage thing i'm just like buddy calm down let's take a breath but i also love you don't ever stop um but yeah he also said that he had never been approached to do something like this in this industry and i thought that was buck wild that That is odd that sounds bogus i'm sure somebody's uh, asked him to voice to voice something but it's become a really really big thing to have the likeness of actual celebrities and games recently i think and i guess i don't know if it's his rendered likeness or whatever but yeah like uh, you know, like Jean Carlos Posito in the Far Cry game, or uh, uh what's Norton Reedus and Death Stranding. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's definitely kind of popped off a bit, but yeah, um, I'm sure Nicholas Cage got that. approached for a for a Moonstruck game at some point. They wanted him to voice his character from that, right? <laughs> <laughs> I hope there's a Moonstruck uh, NES game somewhere with Cher <laughs> and him. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I said, it gets better every year. I don't know if I tell anyone who would listen to this. Yeah, go buy it. But I mean, if you really love some Nick, it is on sale until uh, August 1st. It's like 60, 70% off. And then you buy Nick for 10 bucks or whatever. Um, it's a game and I don't stop playing it. So I must like it mm-hmm. something that it does to me. Uh, I also wanted to reveal because it was driving me nuts and I had to look it up. The game we talked about before the break that's featured in Pikmin 4 it is a Famicom game. Uh, the Japanese title is Mukashi Banashi Shin Onigashima. And it's basically a Nintendo produced 80s text adventure that has a massive legacy because back in the like, late 80s, apparently text oh. adventure games were super prominent. So that's uh, it's been in other games like Smash Bros. It's like little assist trophies and stuff. But yeah, that's uh, apparently that's what it's from, and apparently pretty popular. And I'm glad I know that now because it was driving me nuts. Even when I saw it in game, I was like, "What the fuck is that?" I want to know, but I'm gonna forget. Nice. That's uh, that puts us up above all the other podcasts that don't know that don't know that about that game. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, that's a pretty that's a mad deep cut there. So, uh, or if there's a fan translation, oh my god, <laughs> or a text adventure game, that'd be crazy. It's, it. I mean, it looks 
old. Like in terms of the pictures of gameplay, I'm like, yeah, that looks old. <laughs> yeah, I thought I had may- maybe seen the character design somewhere, probably some in Smash Brothers, but yeah, it wasn't really. Yeah, it wasn't like oh, I know that is. from like the time of Zork or something. Yeah, it's the Nick. The English translation is Famicom Fairy Tales New Island of Ogres. So it's very much Japanese uh, historical culture stuff of ogres and demons and text-based adventure and blah, blah, blah. Nice. All that stuff the kids love nowadays. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, trust me, as a, as a person who has a degree about Japanese culture, yeah, they love it. It's the hottest stuff all the time. It's all they do. <laughs> that and train games. <laughs> oh, that's just good family fun anyone can enjoy. Trains are cool. Yeah, see? All right, Jeremy, what uh, what have you been doing? So I kind of implied it at the beginning of the show, but I didn't really get to play a lot of, well, I didn't get to play any of the new Pikmin on account of I'm pretty broke. Um, we're going on vacation next week, so I kind of got to save money for that as well. And uh, it's paid vacation, but I'm still going to be losing a little money. So I was like, I got to play my PS5 that I you know, bought that uh, I ignored for so long when I was playing Zelda. Well, I didn't play any Zelda this week. I don't even think I booted it up once. So, yep, it's gone. It's out of my uh, rotation officially. And uh, I played a lot of Slime Rancher. I talked about that last week, so I don't have to talk too much about it. But uh, good old Dan, my friend Dan, gave me some advice at work because I got stuck in the game. And I was kind of, I took a couple of days off of it because I was just like, eh, I don't know what to do next. And I really don't want to look it up. But then Dan told me, and then I got right back into it. So I still play that game to the point where I just got to be like, stop now, quit. Like I have to really just make myself stop because it's I haven't played anything that addictive since Stardew Valley. That was like just one more day, just one more day kind of thing, you know. So uh, it's a fun game. It's great, and I've gotten to where I'm like organizing things, and that's really actually kind of nice because it was so chaotic for so long, and I'm realizing you know I can just go in piece by piece, reorganize the layout of everything, and uh, it'll be more user friendly. And so that's what I've been doing. And, just that in itself has been a fun process. So yeah, this is totally a game for people that like to take things and put them under other places. That's pretty <laughs> much the whole game. And uh, yeah, there's an economy, but the economy really is kind of to get more containers to put more things in really when you, when you get down to it. So uh, yeah, that's this game. But you know, even knowing that what's behind the curtain, so to speak, I still love it. And I think it's a great game. But surprised I didn't ever get into it on the Switch back when Trey bought it. But uh now that I got it on the PS5, that's no, it's free. The game I play the most. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was free. So, well, through PS Plus. Um, also, I decided I want to try some other games out. PS Plus Extra. Yeah, so I tried Death Stranding. Finally, I finally fucking played that weird ass game. I say you bought it, didn't you? Like a long time ago. I never bought it. Oh, I thought you bought no, it. No, I never is, actually. Is it on, is I, it on, I thought about it. Is it on there then? The PS Plus Extra or whatever. Yes. In fact, it's one of the games that you just for buying a PS5 for a while they were giving you like three yeah. games, and it's it was one of those. So, and you can get the like PS5 version or the PS4. I don't know why you would pick the PS4 version, but you can. I picked the PS5 version because that's the one I have. And uh, I'll tell you what, it's the best looking game I've ever played. Like I've never played a game that looked this good. On like, it looks. I mean, yeah, sure. It's 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 got those that uncanny valley sort of thing from time to time but it just looks really good because it's a kojima game you know like uh he makes everything super cinematic you know so everything about it's just extremely cinematic uh your sense of like scale is you're in this giant wrecked world you know it's another one of those post-apocalyptic games but this uh, this apocalypse is really fucking weird (laughs) 
I don't know how much it's like star have you played this game ever, uh, Do you know much about it? Have you ever wanted to feel like you're a DoorDash driver, but in the apocalypse? Here it is, the game. This I is what I've heard from have, I've played about, I think, 30 hours. Basically, there's a few uh, sections of the game. Like I think it's like four, um, where you go to like a new area. And I've gotten at least to the second one, and I think it's about where I stopped. But I put like 30, 40 hours into it, and... You know, I don't think I would want to do Uber or DoorDash in real life, but goddamn, when you put it in a video game and I'm Norman Reedus and I make poop and piss grenades, something, yep. it just clicks. It just clicks yep. and it hits different. Um, it hits very different. It changed everything about the way the world works was yeah. changed by whatever this apocalyptic event is, which I'm not far enough in the game to really understand it, but I imagine the end of the game, if I get to it, I still won't understand it because this is a Hideo Kojima game. Uh, but still. I think I like it so far. I think it's um, it's just creepy and it's in a weird way. It's kind of chill. It's kind of a chill game, um, at least so far. Now, once you get into the areas that are populated by the B- BTS or whatever they call BTS, yep. yeah, BT- BTS <laughs> is there. Put not on a the show. Korean band. That's uh, the <laughs> I keep thinking that. I'm like, is, is, <laughs> is there going to be a BTS concert over there? But no, the BTS are. Uh, these i guess they're former humans and they get changed and um when they changed their corpse explodes like an atomic bomb so it, when anyone dies in this it's like it's like if you took the zo- like a zombie apocalypse and combine it with a nuclear apocalypse because the zombies themselves well they're not really zombies they're like these weird ethereal creatures that just drag you away and kill you but zombies like wouldn't you die no matter what you die of if you're not disposed of within 48 hours you exploded in like a nuclear explosion that can like wipe out an entire city so the one of the very first missions you get is to take your mom to the crematorium or she's gonna blow up you gotta like carry her on your back and i kept falling over on top of her and be like sorry mom because like you have really bad balance in this game like balance is super important because you're like you're loading up your back with stuff. It, the the walking mechanics in this game are it's it's like weird to balance. It's almost like Octodad sometimes. It's so weird. Like, I, you know, that's 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 a bit of like an exaggeration. But this the the is it worse than heavy physics rain? given to the walking? Is is Octodad a strands game? Now we have to answer this. It's question. it's a stranding um, game. <laughs> it's a tentacle strand. Tentacles are strands. Yeah, yeah, because that's well, no, that's what Kojima said. He was like, "I'm making a game that's going to make a whole new genre. It's going to be called the Strand." So it's like, oh man, what's a strand game? And um, and ever since I, uh, Delivery Driver Simulator came out on Switch, I was like, man, that is exactly like uh, Death Stranding. And I was like, where's they, the where's the rash of games that were just like Death Stranding that he said was going to happen? I think. The other joke that my friend group made a lot, and I think this is really honestly, there is some sort of truth to this, is this game being as pretty as it is. They talk about, especially back when it was the PS4, we talked about basically Sony has access to the the secret bonus cores of the console, yeah. and they only will give it out to certain people uh, who they feel or they deem worthy to make a game as pretty as it can be. And Kojima was one that they, they gave him access to the extra exclusive cores of the PS4 and PS5 to make it so goddamn pretty. Just I mean, it's, it's, it's dumb how good this game looks. And, you know, I, I imagine this is going to be a game that is this is what we've learned with the games that look the best in their time graphically. They're often the ones that look the shittiest later because, you know, they were oh. so close to, they were so close to that line that, that it looks really bad later. You know what I mean? I think the two nuggets I have about that is one. I think we're really hitting that apex of graphic fidelity, but there's only so much more we can do. And it's really like, how much further do we want to take this? Cause it starts getting weird. 
And the other thing is there are those little random games. Like I think last of us is one. I think there's other better examples of like, even today, like the original release of the last of us, not the 48 that have come mm-hmm. after. Um, it, it stands alone as a little testament of like, wow, this game still looks pretty nice to today's standards. Like some games around that, like PS3 and light PS3 era, I think kind of hold that test of time better than most of its pre- like competitors or, you know, and I think, I think that stranding really is going to be one that even like five, 10 years from now, whatever games look like at this point, since I think that stranding came out like 2016, 2017. I feel like it's been a while. Um, it was, yeah, it's been out for a few years. Um, yeah, it's, it's just crazy how good it looks. Um, I think a part of that is because the world is so barren, you know? Yeah. But, um, so a few things about the things that have changed in the world, other than your corpse exploding. It was, uh, 2019 came out in 2019. November. Yeah, that tracks. Feels like it's been a million years, but it hasn't. There's no such thing as rainfall in the scheme. It's called time fall. <laughs> and it's time falling, I guess, and it causes everything it touches to age quicker. Um, so that's weird. Um, there's a lot of there's a baby you carry around. I think that was one of the earlier things. That yeah, like inside of your lungs. People out. I, I saw the trailer. No, it's for that. A, a stillborn. <laughs> it's a stillborn baby. Yep. So yeah. these these things are creepy as fuck, and in a way, because of the way the PS5 is, maybe, maybe they did the same thing with the PS4 because it did have a controller, but because of the yeah. way the PS5 is, the baby when the baby started crying at me through the controller, I it freaked me out a lot. It scared me um, <laughs> because it sounded so realistic, like there was really a baby in there, and um, and the way you soothe the baby is you rock the controller, you like rock it like this, and it's so fucking weird. You're like the only person I know who like has those sort of features turned on, and I love you for it. I think that's so neat. <laughs> I didn't know I could turn them off. I would. I'm going to turn them off. I would have turned now. I know I can. Uh, that's fair though, but it's a it's definitely something. And I, you know, if you really, I'm sure at some point you or whoever's listening, if you just want to understand it, just get ready for a six hour YouTube documentary breaking down this yeah. whole game's plot and what it is because. I don't think Metal Gear Solid is even that bad. I think there's elements of it that, like, I think pieces that are vague, and then when somebody tells you, like, oh, yeah, that's actually his brother from the future, like, oh, okay, that makes sense. I don't think this game, you can do that. I think you need a very in-depth sort of breakdown of what's going on to get yeah. the whole picture. Yeah, it right. gets it gets weird. Have you I imagine, I imagine oh. it's got pretty... So I've only... So I haven't gotten too far in it. I got to... Um, I met, you know, Guillermo de Toro's character... Or is that his name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, he's Gelmir, Gelmir del Toro. Because he's in this too. Um, I went and I met them, and you know, I your mom's the president. Spoilers. <laughs> I met the president of the United States, and she died right afterwards. And uh, actually, she kind of like plugged herself to attack me. <laughs> it was so <laughs> weird. It was so yeah. weird. Yeah, it was just goop, goop going everywhere, and then they come in there like, "Well, she's dead." They don't say like, "What's up with her being unplugged from the machines and like the goop everywhere?" They're just like, "Oh, she's dead now." You gotta get rid of her. She gotta explode. I don't even know where I was going with this. Oh, yeah. I was trying to tell you how far I made it. So I made it yeah. to. Um, they sent me to a way station outside of the town, and then now I have to go. There's like a few different way stations I need to activate in like a sequence to get to the city I'm on my way to. So I mean, I'm I'm probably still pretty early in the game. Yeah, if you're I am worth think you are there's basically like two points and this isn't like i won't be specific there's two points in the story where it it gets a whole nother level of fucking weird and confusing and you're probably pretty close to the first one Neat. like once you hit the point and i'll tell you like i don't even want to tell you where it is but you'll know it when you're there 
and you'll go, oh, okay, it's just this much more fucking bananas. Cool, cool. Like, way more than you're already at. And I love it for that. But, man, I hit that point, and then I play a little past that, and I was like, I just don't know what I'm doing anymore. I think I got to go do something else with my time. Yeah. I think this will be one of those games I come back to occasionally, but it's probably not going to be something that consumes me because it's, I don't know, I think I have to be in the right kind of mood to play it. But, I mean, it's totally a cool game to play when you just you got all day to kill or if you ever have that some people don't have that kind of time and you just want to sit and explore a weird ass kojima world that's realized in great detail and you can pee and poop yeah it's kojima doing whatever he wanted and i I, you gotta love it for that and you actually have to pee and poop yeah like it's bad not to just like yeah 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 uh, and the community features of integration with like other players is neat because yeah, the more more spots people pee in in the same zone consistently, you make more mushrooms, and then the mushrooms yep. get bigger, and then I think you can eventually do something with the mushrooms. It's cute. The, yeah, it's it's a wild game. It's very much like I as stupid as it sounds at the gate of oh yeah, I made my own genre game, it's a strand game. It's like when you come out with a lot of the stuff, it's like it is hard to be like. Oh, it's like that one game. It's like, yeah, there's not another game where I pee and make a mushroom with a community and then we can all make comments and talk about it in game. And well, then I deliver a package and there's like eight screens of extra detail, like super yeah. detailed, like stats. And I'm like, what is all this? I don't understand. Just hit optimize load and keep moving. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> don't, we don't got time for this. Yeah. But whatever. Death Stranding, you know, I didn't have to pay for it. So look at me playing it now after making fun of it for so long. Now you, now you can make who, fun who, of it even more. Who am I kidding? I make fun. Of, I'm making fun of it while I play it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, now, now that you play it, you can you have more ammunition to make fun of it with. I do, and it's very goopy black ammunition that just kind of like comes out of my veins. Anyway, I also bought SpongeBob. I also played SpongeBob. Oh, which one? <laughs> Battle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrated. Oh, the new one. Right. Also free. I played some of that. I think I thought it was pretty fun so far. It was like goofy, you know. Because that's SpongeBob for you. The original one but, uh, was the original one was a GameCube game too. Yeah, it was. which made me kind of want to play recently. it, but I've never watched the show, so I know I'm like one of the. It's just people. really goofy. It's a collectathon, from what I've gathered, yeah. uh, and it's you know it's got a, it's a classic platformer in that regard. So if you like those kind of games, um, there's a lot of dialogue, actual voices from the show and stuff. So you get to hear a lot of that, a lot of goofy jokes, and you collect extra underwear instead of extra lives and stuff like that. And they're the big old square undies that he wears, so that's cool. Rendered in uh, full three dimensions. Going behind the curtain a little bit, something I very much meant to ask before we get started. Age restriction on this? I'm not gonna about to get too raunchy, but possibly get a little M rated. How, how how deep am I good to go here? What's up? We are a we are a podcast for adults, so you can see Okay. Oh we yeah, Did you guys we... hear about SpongeBob's dick? <laughs> I've never seen it. <laughs> I don't know. Uh good news. You can if you want now. Um Cool. That was something that is in the zeitgeist for this week that feels just apropos to bring was that, uh, you know, animators for the SpongeBob show bored 20, 30 years ago drawing sexual promiscuous sex scenes of SpongeBob, you know, for the laughs got leaked. And uh, yeah, you can see, you can see so much, including SpongeBob's short spoiler uncircumcised penis, you know, in case anyone was wow. curious what was they, going went, on. they went into that much detail of it. Yes, it's. I did not. I honestly not. I've 
I don't want to see it. But I, I think it was like ultra, you know, those ultra detailed images they would do in the show. Kind of, it was to me reminiscent oh, of like Ren and Stimpy. It's like Ren and Stimpy like style, right? And everything yeah, yeah. would be, yeah. Oh, like, I hope not. It's mostly, I think it was just like doodles. Thank you. Okay. Just, I'm like, I'm just it, imagining like this no. really hyper realistic, <laughs> veiny, yeah. yellow oh, member. Ugh. I think. I think more just like sex scenes between two characters and very I mean, typical, it is, simple art of just like it oh. is technically spongy tissue, so yeah, yeah. it kind of um, fits kind of fits the SpongeBob aesthetic. Yeah, uh, but you know, I'm glad I could teach you know educate you both on this existing in the world and all the viewers can, or, or the or the 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 listeners can can check it out. Go on. oh yeah, I forgot everyone else listening. There you go, people. Look it up. Welcome. That's my contribution, and I leave forever. Find a. Spongebob's penis. No, not yay about leaving forever, but yay about the contribution. <laughs> yeah, this goofy game, you know, whatever. It's I, I just I wanted something to kind of cleanse my palate after playing like all these other weird ass realistic games. And of course, you know, Slime Ranger's not like that, but the PS5 is more of a tr- more of a the gamers that want the really nice, you know, high quality gaming PC type gaming experiences. And I'm really not that audience, I don't think, but I still want to play this stuff. I mean, I bought the, the system, so I gotta play it. Um, so I did decide I was going to try Ghost of Tsushima, which was also a PS4 game, but they've done a PS5 upgrade of it or whatever. And it's another great looking game, but I don't think I care that much about it. I say pretty much everything I just be, on PS5. I just be stabbing everybody game. and sneaking around. And I think that's some people really like this game and have a lot of really good things to say about it. So maybe I will get around to enjoying it. But I think it's reminding me a lot of Sekiro, which I also had our time getting into. Even though they're completely different games, they they just have a very similar aesthetic. You know, you're this samurai dude going around stabbing folks and hi- trying to hide. Um, and there's a lot of like sword play. Like it's a fairly complex battle system that I'm going to have to really wrap my head around to to do properly because there's like different things with adrenaline and stuff, and I don't get it. Um, I downloaded Borderlands Three, but I don't even remember if I actually played it. I think I booted it up, but I don't remember if I ever I played it. I think I like went to bed. But I have it now, and I've heard that it's funny and fun, and it doesn't hold a whole lot of appeal for me, but maybe this will be the one to do it for me. I have Borderlands 1 and 2 on the Switch, and it's still sealed. I, I beat I beat the first one on PS3, and it's, you know, I thought they were kind of boring. But it has uh, it has that humor that some people like and some people find really annoying, depending on who it's you It's kind know. of like... Um, I find it annoying, but yeah. <laughs> like Invader Zim type humor, right? Kind of. I mean, it's like bit. it's sort of raunchy, but, that sort, of, but sort of not like, but, a lot. but sort of, but sort of not funny sometimes. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It the the first one was okay enough that I kind beat it. All, I beat it all the way, but I never beat two all the way. And it's it's like you there's like th- there's like five hundred guns in the game. You know, it's it's all about collecting loot and getting different weapons and stuff like that. It's a lot more fun as a as a as like a multiplayer game than a single player game. So if you have somebody else who wants to play it, I'd say play it like that, but. It was, you know, it was fine. I guess it was kind of boring as a as a single player first person shooter, in my opinion. But you can get a ton yeah, of guns it. that have different do different mm. things. Um, I played a little bit of uh, Trials Rising just because I I used to really really like the Trials games back in the day on like the Xbox, the original Xbox, I think, and maybe it was on the 360. I think it was the 360 where I played it a lot with my friend Dan that I talk about a lot, and uh, that was the that was the 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 one that was the best one because this one so far, which I saw was made by Ubisoft. Eve, which I didn't know they had a division there. So this game was made in Ukraine, but um, it's like any other trial game, except it seems like it's got a lot of extra like bells and whistles, like 
in the in the form of like probably DLC and stuff that they were wanting you to buy and stuff when it first came out. And uh, I don't like that. And I also there was this stunt mode in the 360 version that we really like to play where you basically would like go down a hill and then wreck and then try to fly as far as you could and like set a record by how far you would fly. Mm. And we've oh no, it was how many bones you could break and how far you would fly. Yeah. So like as you were hitting different things, it would like you know tally your injuries and stuff and that was so fun like i really liked that i have not for the life of me been able to find it in this version unless it's something you unlock or you had to have bought it so far it just seems like it's pretty much just a straight trials game and then there's like an online race mode which i played a little bit of but um i don't know it's still fun but it's it didn't have the, the content i went for which was wrecking and then getting points based on how many boats i break um, but yeah, the last thing I want to talk about just a little bit is that I, I love the Witcher show on Netflix. I don't care what anyone says. I've liked every episode I've watched. I've never seen and, it. Uh, so. I, I've heard that the last season is some people don't like it. You know what? I like it. Good for you. I really like it. I like the world. I like the characters. I like the, the sort of like, it's got a bit of like an almost like trashy romance novel feel to it, but it's high fantasy. So it doesn't get too trashy. I don't know what to mean what I'm saying here, but I think people probably understand like if they've played this game at all, it's just it's it's a lot of really good writing. It's a lot of really good character development, um, and uh, it definitely shows its age. Even though this is the PS5 version, like I don't, I've been spoiled by games like Elden Ring and stuff, where I'm not hearing someone repeat the same phrase over and over again when I walk by them, you know. Um, and there's like a lot of NPCs that are just like, "Oh, we're catching snails today. This is fun." Mm-hmm. Like you hear that a lot. There's yeah. these little boys that are catching snails that won't shut up about it, but. Um, I mean, such fable vibes that I love. <laughs> I mean, oh, I mean, I mean sky's pretty today. <laughs> <laughs> We's catching snails. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's fun though. So I I've been liking this version way better than Switch version, which I bought a few years ago. I mean, I'm sure it looks and, much um, much better <laughs> than the Switch version. I mean, even with like, yeah, there's like a patch they released to make it run better. Or you know, like, since even though I bought the physical version. To make it run the best, you had to like fully install it on your Switch and stuff. And so I did end up doing that. And uh, it's still just, you know, it ran okay as far as like frame rate was okay and stuff, but it's just really muddy looking. And uh, this like completely fixes that, you know, it's super crisp and clear, super nice frame rate. And uh, I'm having a great time with it. And I'm actually caught up to where I was, which is I'm about to go try to, uh, there's like this baby. This dead oh. baby thing to rescue. <laughs> yeah, the baby. You know what I'm demon. talking about. I, I did like that the part. Actually, demon, yeah. I like that part a lot. And I got through it's that. Like on a, a, it's like his daughter that was stillborn or something, and then now yeah, she's like, there's like a baby, there's like a baby demon ghost thing. Yeah, I got, uh-huh. I got through, I got through that part. That's the part I'm on. I haven't gotten through it, but that's the part I'm on. My problem was just that I realized that I hated the main character, so I stopped playing it because I just didn't really care about him or any of his friends at all. I was just I like I, I like the Witchers. I was bored, but I haven't watched any of the Netflix stuff either. So, well, you know, take it for what it is. Like, I'm not wanting to get fixated on TV shows that often, and for whatever reason, Witcher just really did it for me. To where I've watched the first couple seasons a few times, and then I've only watched the last one like once. But I do plan on going through watching it again just because I want to catch everything a lot. This latest season they actually did sequentially, but the first one and the second one were. A little more mixed up so it made it a little bit more like it gave it more value to replay to watch later you know to connect the dots more but yeah this one's this one was a lot more straightforward this season uh, but i still liked it and i was like well how do i get more well i could read the books but i'm not going to do that 
So uh, I, I decided I'm going to play the game. I'm going to play through Witcher 3, like, finally, I think. And you could play 2 and 1 also. <laughs> that I would like to finish at least Witcher 3, the main campaign I'd like to finish by the end of the year. That's a goal I'm making on the show. Because I've, it's a game I've been really interested in for a long time, and I've never actually, you know, done it. I'm going to do it on the PS5. Go for it. Um, we had a response from our last episode about what I said about PlayStation Plus. Uh, Tim Tim H. wrote in and said, FYI, listening to the latest episode, the PlayStation Plus Essential Tier does give you three free games every month on PS4. I think they have changed where those show up in the store recently. So last week I was talking about how I couldn't, how I didn't think you got anything for like the the baseline level, which is where mm-hmm. I'm at. And I got this response from Tim, and I had to like, I went to PlayStation Plus and had to specifically research it, but I did get three free games from it because of Tim mentioning that. So there you go. Uh, I got this game called Endling, which I don't know what it is, but it has deers in it. It looks kind of cute. Uh, I got black. I got black. Uh, I got Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War because <laughs> that's in there for free. I'll probably play it for like two nice. minutes and then stop playing it. But uh, the one thing I was kind of excited about is I got Alan Wake remastered. I always kind of wanted to play that game, and now I don't have to pay for it. So yeah. cool. We'll see how much oh, I play yeah. it because I haven't played my PS4 since Jeremy was here last, whenever that was. So, uh, oh, you stopped playing Street Fighter Five, six, six. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't played it in a while. Because I was that, actually just at that was a another fr- game that came hanging out with some friends the other day, and they were playing that, and I did I only played it like once, but it's good. It's good. I'd rather. Um, I don't know. I'd rather play it on a PS5 because of the load times are annoying on the PS4. But uh, but yeah. But but also there was another fighting game which I've been playing still that came out called AW Fight Forever. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we played online. Um, I'm still talking to the Discord group about that. And we had it. We did a three player match on Twitch on Monday. Actually, right after we recorded the games, my mom found podcast. Pretty much, I did. I recorded. A, a, did a did a podcast and then did a stream like right after. But um, we did the, we did the three the triple threat match. We we did a couple of those and I figured out how to do uh we well they told me how to do it. That's how I figured it out. But uh, the casino battle royale that you can do in there that's the one where you fight like twenty people and they all kind of come in and out and you throw them over the ropes and that's how they get out. It's very reminiscent. They had the same mode in the sixty four game, and I couldn't figure out how to do it where you could play more than one people more than one person. But you can there's a group mode that you can do where each of you will play like five or six different characters. Actually, I think it's five because there's 20 people. So everybody gets five people per group and you get to control all of those characters until you run out of people. So you can play this whole 20 person thing the whole time with like four people at once, which is really cool. I didn't know about that. And we played it online and recorded it and I did not win, but it was, uh, but I did have a good time playing it. Mm-hmm. And uh, after, after we got done playing, uh, uh, the one of the guys I was playing, uh, he has all these like different um, gold costumes for the characters. And I was like, oh shit, how do you get those gold costumes? So in order to get the gold costumes, you can get them for every character in the game. You basically have to win the belt, like the, the main AEW belt, world, world Championship belt, 20 times. So basically the easiest way to do it is to take two, just take the two characters that you want to have, want to have gold outfits and just like turn two controllers on and just like just keep swi- just keep swapping back and forth and beating and just beating the other person because all you need to do is one move and then pin him and you can ki- and you can pin him in like three seconds. So after we did the stream, I paid played like forty matches with Kenny Omega and Sting, and I got their golden outfits from getting twenty wins each. You just basically just keep swatching, swapping controllers back and forth. So that was what my middle name was earlier when I said Gold Sting because now I have Sting in a golden outfit. 
So there you go. And just for the fun of it, I looked up how many video games Sting has been in. He's been in 28 video games. 28. Yeah, I thought you were talking about Sting's album, Fields of Gold. No, Sting from the Police has been in one game. Like, Guitar Hero has a fucking pity fuck there towards him. Sting has been in 28 games, dude. I'm just saying, since since NES, the fucking police dude can eat a dick for all I care. <laughs> <laughs> No opinions coming out. No, I'm just he's watching you. 28 games. No, he dude, he doesn't care. He's too busy like getting tantric with himself made. or whatever. But no, uh, no, I thought those. I I remember there was a meme where uh, they showed like Sting on the original NES WCW game and Sting in like the AEW Fight Forever game, and I was like, how many games has that fucker been in? 28 games, 28 video games. So, wow. So yeah, he's cooler. He's cooler than Tony Hawk even. I call him the Tony Hawk of wrestling, but he's got got more games than Tony Hawk does. Better ones too, I'm sure. That's a better track record, record, I guess. I don't know. Some of those, some of those later WCW games were kind of rough. So, but I think for the most part, they're all good. But uh, speaking of wrestlers, uh, I saw I saw motherfucking CM Punk like in Chicago. I drove right past him, like he was about two feet away from me in my car. It was like insane. He out. Yeah, no, uh, it was it. I, I I couldn't believe it. I was uh, you know, speaking of delivery driving. Um, support the WGA and the SAG actors because uh, I'm doing delivery driving now because there's no uh, no uh, production going on. But uh, but yeah, I've been I was out delivering, and I was driving down Milwaukee Avenue in in Wicker Park, which is like the which is like probably one of the busiest streets in Chicago. And I and I see this guy walking his dog around like on the side of Milwaukee, and I was like, and I just like did like a double take, and I was wait, I'm like wait a second, that's fucking CM Punk over there. <laughs> Like, 100%. Like, because, you know, he's got, like, very... no. He has, like, a giant Pepsi tattoo on one of his arms. Like, if, if you know, if you know CM Punk, is, he's, he sticks out pretty easily. And he wasn't trying to hide it at all, either. He's wearing, like, a tank top. You can see all of his all of his tattoos, you know. He's just wearing like, a, wearing, like, a black tank top and shorts and walking his dog around. And I'm like, what? I'm like, what the hell? I'm like, what is, what is CM Punk doing here? So I kind of just, like, I pulled over and I took a picture of him. But I was trying to be, like... Huh? I was trying to be very like secretive about it. You know, I didn't want him to see me do it. And I'm wearing this like AW shirt. One day you became the paparazzi. <laughs> I'm wearing this. Sh- I'm wearing this shirt with that says AW on it in really big letters and has all these wrestlers on it. And I was like, he's obviously going to know that I'm trying to take a picture of him. All he needs to do is look at my shirt, and obviously I know who the fuck he is. So I was trying to be like real because I just like pulled over and he walked like right next to my car, and I'm trying to just like snap a picture of him, just to be like, yeah, there's CM Punk. But it was yeah, it was crazy. And yeah, it's I guess that's his dog Larry that he talks about all the time on, on the show. Is there he is, walking around Chicago. I, was like, I wonder why he's here. Like, is he? I don't know. I know he claims to be from Chicago. Like, does he have an apartment here? Is he just up here to do something? I don't know. I just thought it was weird maybe that Larry I just saw... stays here. He just stays at Larry's apartment. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I figured he'd be in like Canada or wherever they're at now because they go on, you know, because the wrestlers go on tour or whatever. But yeah, fucking CM Punk. And I told uh, <laughs> I told all the all of my friends on Discord about it and. They thought it was pretty funny that I that I saw him considered considering my feelings about CM Punk, which I've talked about on the <laughs> on the stream as well, where I'm where I'm not that huge of a fan of his. Well, I mean, I thought he was fine until he like st- started a locker room fight with some of my favorite wrestlers and got banned for like eight months or whatever from, from AW. But uh, you can watch that video on uh, on youtubecom podcast if you want to see me talk badly about CM Punk or whatever on there. Yay. But it was, yeah. And also I wanted to be, you know, I wanted to be careful because, you know, I'm, he's been known to fight people in locker rooms. Like maybe he might want to punch people with cameras that try to take pictures of him or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> or you're going to take a bite out of you. I mean, he might be, you know, he might be a loose cannon. Like, I don't know. I don't want him to, I don't want him to draw, I don't want to be drawn, you know, 
I don't want him to draw attention to me, I guess, and my camera. But yeah, I got a, I snapped a picture of CM Punk and his dog. What else? I went I went home I went home to my mom's house over the weekend. And my family was there, and I got to play. Uh, I played Pokemon Violet. Remember that game? Uh, <laughs> I played Pokemon Violet with my nephew, who wanted to wanted to catch. You know, he basically wanted to trade Pokemon with me, and I'm like, well, I'm like, you know, I I don't really have that many extras. But what we found out is I didn't know you could do this, but you can play if you play somebody multiplayer in Pokemon like online that has a different version of it, all of the Pokemon will show up in the place you're playing in. So it's really cool. Like, so if you both want to catch, like if I want to catch stuff from, from Scarlet from him and he wants to catch stuff from Violet, all we have to do is just like connect through multiplayer and both versions of the Pokemon will show up. So we went to, we went to ground zero and we caught like, we caught like 10 or 15, like one specifically from each other's games. And it was pretty cool. Like I, I hadn't played that game in a long time and it was all like, you know, he's a big Pokemon person, so it was all him, like, kind of leading me through it. Be like, oh, yeah, go over here. Like, this will, you know, this one's going to show up over here. Go check this out. And, and I was like, yeah, sure. So, yeah, we went through and so caught, he, he caught a bunch Scarlet. of shit. Yeah, yeah, he has Scarlet and I have Violet. And I, I had texted him before about it last year and asked him, like, if he liked it. And he's like, yeah, we should trade him sometime. And so he was really looking forward Aww. to trading the Pokemon with me and all that stuff. So, but, yeah, no, it was fun to just play it multiplayer and just run around and just you know just find we just kind of just helped each other find the one the the ones from the other it was i forget what they're called but they're the ones that you see at the end you know where you see like the prehistoric ones on on uh scarlet you see like the future ones from violet the ones mm-hmm. that you find in ground in ground zero that's basically the ones we were looking for and yeah, it was even ones that like had like smaller percentage of showing up and we kind of just ran around in circles until we found them but what we all caught we caught all the ones that you could find from there so that was cool I mean, he's a lot closer to getting all of them than I am, but it was still, but I still caught like a good, like 15 Pokemon. So hooray. So Pokemon Violet finally got some traction again. <laughs> I haven't played that since like November or just, I think I played it briefly in December just to show one of my nieces it last year, but it still looks fucking terrible. <laughs> it looks really weird. I, I was playing it on a, and my mom's like a 4k TV or whatever. And I'm like, this game looks so weird. And it's still like I was trying to catch a Pokemon and still like the ground still like disappears and you can see like it see like straight through it and blue everywhere. And I'm like, like, wow, this game, uh, this game's something. It's a gem. But it's still whatever. It's still fun, but it's still glitchy as fuck. And it still does not really look that great <laughs> as a game. Like the way yeah. the, it, especially on a big TV and I haven't played it in a long time. And, you know, versus playing something like Pikmin 4 or like Tears of the Kingdom or whatever. And then going back to Pokemon Violet, it's kind of like, wow. Yeah, yeah, this game is still real rough around the edges. <laughs> really, really rough. I really loved Scarlet, but yeah, I haven't also have not played it. Since, I mean, I loved it know, too. Maybe maybe I'll yeah. touch it when the expansion comes out. But yeah, I, I mean, I love I love the stories and I love the characters and I loved like the open mm-hmm. world of it. But the story was really good. But it's still like you know going back to it after being away from it for so long. It's kind of like, oh yeah, this game is still like it's still real rough. But you know, it's still mm-hmm. fun. Whatever, it's playable. It was fun to play. It was fun to play with my nephew. You know, so that's. Because I don't really, you know, we don't really see them that often. It's fun to like play video games with a with a family member and all that. It's also cool when, you know, you have like a a younger relative or a friend or whatever. I don't know. It just kids like it when they get to show you how to do something. Oh like yeah, once in a while. And it's someone that yeah. he's probably looked up to you as, you know, the cool gamer person or whatever. Maybe, and now he now he gets to show you yeah how good he is at something. So yeah, that's totally cool. Yeah, I mean, it was fun. I had a good time. I was I was enjoying it. You know, we were just running around the world. And I, that was a feature that I didn't know existed. Like, I, I knew that you could trade stuff from both versions, but I didn't know that if you played together, 
all of the character, all of the Pokemon would show up from both versions in the same world. Like that's a really cool idea. Like I like, like I like that. That's a great idea, you know. So you don't. So you can just like travel the world together and and, and just like both catch the different types, you know. And that's kind of what we were doing. Like just trying to find shit that. And he knew what they were. He's like, well, here, here's one that you don't have. Go check this out. And I was like, oh shit. All right, cool, thanks. You know, so like like that sort of thing. But it was cool. And we and we did like we played Jackbox as well with everybody the next day where we did like a full like eight person Jackbox thing going, which is fun. And we did the fibbage about you like with a full amount mm-hmm. of people which oh, I've never done and with family members it's it's fun. It's fun to do. You know, cuz you can really like cuz like my both both my sisters were there and uh and they actually like so so like my sisters are like my half sisters and then and our dad Basically, both of their parents got re- got remarried after they after they had them, and my dad like got married to my mom and had me, and their mom got married to another person and had another and had somebody as well that's like almost my same age, so she was there too. She's like their sister, but not my sister. It's really weird, but um, but we were all there, and I was like, you know, we we're playing this about you, and I was like, all right, it's time now. You can, you can, you can stick the knife in your in your sisters now if you want to, like through this game, like let's do it. So. So it was fun. We could make, you know, it, it's basically the way it works is, you know, it'll ask you a question about yourself and you answer however you want. And then, and then it'll ask everybody else that same question and you make up an answer that you think is true or something that you think is funny or whatever. And you could try to get people to, you know, to pick that instead of whatever the truth is and you get points for it. It's a fun game, but it's, it's fun to do when it's specifically about whoever, if you have like a, a lot of siblings or whatever together. It can be really, really fun. I know. And everybody used to make fun of the parents or whatever. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, yeah exactly. Yeah. Like where the kids, you know, we had the kids like that would make fun of their parents or like, like I said, like my sister and, and their sister would like, could actually like make fun of each other, you know, if they wanted to through the game and that, that sort of thing. So it was, it was fun. And then I tried to play Cadence of Hyrule, which we talk, which we'll talk about on games. My mom found uh, listen to that podcast. It's probably out by now, but uh, yeah, I think that's, I think that's good for me. For what I played, is there anything on the news that you wanted to mention in particular, either of you? News, 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 news. Don't snooze or you miss the news. What about the shadow drops today? Yeah, uh, it was right before. I feel like every time they shadow drop stuff on the Nintendo Switch Online, it's always like, most of the time it's oh, yeah. it's right before we record, which is convenient. But uh, yeah, the Oracle games are now on the Game Boy uh, app for Switch, so you can play Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons. Like I, those are games that I would actually really love to return to. So now they are Me here too. on Switch. I have no excuses. I need to. I need to play one of them now. I should. <laughs> I'm curious about how they interact through the Nintendo Online. Like, yeah, if we could. Oh, if you can. Um, or oh, you mean if you can? Connect. Well, the one. I mean, the other one. Like, uh, you you got a really long code you could use between the two, mm-hmm. or you could link cable it. But I'm sure you can't do the link cable thing. Or maybe you can through. No, you wouldn't because you couldn't like mix games for as far as I know. But still, that's cool that there's more uh, more Zelda handheld stuff on there because we, we already have uh, Link's Awakening DX on there. And now there's a Oracle of Ages and Seasons. I should play yeah, whichever. The, Zel- the Zelda machine is what it's becoming like. What a, mm-hmm. like what's left that's not on there? You know, like uh, Twilight Princess, Twilight Princess and, and Wind Waker. Uh, <laughs> Wind Waker, yeah. Uh, and then, uh, of course, uh, the CDI games with those. Yeah. Uh, well, oh, I mean, Link Between Worlds. Yeah, as I say, Link Between Worlds. It's a big one. I think, I mean. Or like the Phantom Hourglass. And oh, yeah. Phantom Hourglass. Like and, could, and, uh, could eventually come to it, but I bet they would do tracks. a remaster. Well, I was going to yeah. say, like, with, with, with what we saw from the Nintendo Direct where they showed the uh, that they're doing a remake of Luigi's Mansion 2, 
I mean, that kind of makes me feel that's like, hey, why don't let's do some remakes? Let's do some 3DS remakes, some DS remakes. Why not? Or maybe DS will could show up as a future Nintendo Switch Online thing. Who knows? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. They're going to have to yeah. be creative with how they do it. But well, they could do it like just put them both on the you know like just side by side or mm-hmm. something like that. Make it compatible with the flip grip, right? <laughs> so you can do it. Mm-hmm. So you can play it like uh, vertical and that sort of thing. That'd be fun. But yeah, no. Uh, oh my god. Just every time, every time I see like a post from Twitter and it says X Twitter now, it just makes me so mad. Like it's so. Yeah, it's I finally so, saw so the X branding today because I only use it on my so phone and I haven't updated the app, so it it still looks the same. But I I got on my PC today when I was getting ready for the show, and uh, yeah, it's 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 totally like uh, the site failing is is a feature, not a bug or whatever. Like he, he wanted to crush one of the last free speech platforms that was left. Not to say it wasn't all good, or not to say it was all good at any point. Oh, I, crap, liked, I liked but, it though. I mean, I yeah, liked it better than any of become, the other. It's uh, become like a, a literal pile of shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> and now it it's yeah, and the rebranding. It's just just stupid move. Like, why would you? Yeah, buy something that's already I mean, popular and then call it he's and change the name to since X. Like the it's, late like, 90s, yeah. it's like, what? He just thinks it's so cool to name things X since the late 90s. Exactly. Like, yeah, what are you, back, what are you in the 90s? Like like X-Men? Well, I guess X-Men was made. Because he wanted to call PayPal X.com. Like, he was trying to get them to change it to that. I think at one point he owned the de- domain of X.com. And it's, it's, been his, it's been his goal for many, many years to, to have his own X thing <laughs> and then he's adding videos to it so there will be x videos and will there be will they add triple x videos eventually on there well they already on there but uh no it's, it's just so dumb. it's he's like hey you know what is the, you know what's the coolest letter out there x it's so cool let's call and they're gonna add that. video calling features to to x so people could call you randomly on twitter oh my god wow it's going great it's going great guys it's uh yeah it's um you really uh yeah, really doing really really doing a lot ever since you bought that. Really, really building up. I've been up, trying to get an up invite the to Blue Sky. because <laughs> uh, Fuchsia is over there. Yeah. My friend George is over there. I'm like, can I get an invite? And I've asked both of them, but I haven't gotten one. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean I like I barely even post on Twitter anyway, but I do I liked what I what I liked was the convenience that you could record a video on your Switch and you could just throw it on Twitter where you could take pictures on your switch and send it to that. Like I like that a lot. I did it a lot, you know. And I like that. Like, I like the just all my game my video game friends I yeah. stay in touch through there. And I use through. it I don't want to stay in touch know. through Facebook. That's where the weird yeah. people are that, that I don't really <laughs> want to talk to. <laughs> hey, Facebook can be cool actually. That's that's where I met nope. that's where I met Mike was through uh the official laser time Facebook group, which they are awesome. right, they fine. are awesome. They're probably my favorite uh, uh, Facebook group. That there is, they have very fun commentaries on everything. Um, yeah, whatever. Yeah, enough about X. Stupid. Yeah, I, I, just, I <laughs> never stop talking about it. Hey, Twisted Metal's getting like an eight. The show that I wasn't really that at all. Yeah, like it's pretty. Does it have any actual vehicular combat? I heard that it apparently works. it has some, but I not hope so. much. But <laughs> it's just, apparently, it's just all over the place in terms of like what it is it's like sometimes it's trying to be last of us show and sad and serious sometimes it's being very comedic other times it's fast and furious-esque action cars and i'm just okay. like and everyone's like yeah it's like an eight and i'm like you know there is a lot worse things i was expecting so i'm now very curious to yeah, watch whatever the fuck this is 
I'll check it out. I'll check out an episode of it. Speaking of wrestling, uh, Samoa Joe is is playing uh, the the um, whatever the whatever his name is the the clown guy. Like he he's playing the clown dude uh, in there, Sweet, Sweet Tooth. Tooth. So okay. I, I'm interested in seeing it because I do like Samoa Joe as a wrestler. So I'll check it out just for that, just for just mad sh- clown, just, just to show my my support for AEW and all that. But yeah, as far as the show, I haven't seen any of the trailers, but you know. I've seen one, later. and I was very, like, just lukewarm. I was like, that looks like it's going to be a thing. I was not expecting eight, so. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how they would do it, because, like, all, you know, the Twisted Metals were all so, so, like, self-contained on each, like, character, and it was always like that, oh, like, ooh, you know, you won, but you really didn't get anything, and it's a trick, you know, and they had these funny endings for all the characters. Like, how do you adapt that into a show? I don't know. Like, I thought that was the fun part about it, you know, as you, you go through yeah, it and exactly. you get this silly ending where your character gets screwed over, like Needful Things mm-hmm. style or whatever, and it's and it's funny. And I'm like, well, that that's what I liked about it. I don't know how you can make that into a fucking TV show, but who knows? Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to find out at some point. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll, give, I'll give it a watch. Um, what is it? Uh, DreamWorks announced that they're making a, a, a cart game. Uh, I don't know if anybody wants that, but if you want to uh, throw shit at people as Shrek, you can in that can way. Can I be Prince, what's his face, Farquaad? Farquaad, probably. I bet they put him in there. That's all that I can Is he in Shrek? It's Shrek? Is he in Shrek? <laughs> Is he in Shrek? Yeah, he's the Shrek antagonist in the first one. Yeah. Very memeable. There's some trolls in there. It's like Kung Fu Panda. Can You can race as him. Uh, yeah. Can I be the DreamWorks logo with the fishing pole? That that would that would be a cool thing to race as. They should put that in there. It's it's I mean, that's almost as cool as racing as the uh, Dreamcast controller in the uh-huh. in the All Star Sega Racing it's game. Sonic. I still think that's the coolest thing ever <laughs> that, that they made that a racer. More than Danica? I mean, come on! It's a controller. <laughs> it's a controller in a cart. Like how, how? I mean, that's how how sillier can you get than that? Like that's that's wonderful. I love that. Uh, I don't know if it. Yeah, I was just like I was just browsing through the through the news. Um. But I, yeah, if there's nothing else you want to mention, we can probably just call it an episode. I'm playing with that. Yeah, I think I'm good. All right. Yeah, yeah. I don't think there's anything else. All right. Well, that's been that's been our episode 381 of Nintendo Made. And Star, thank you so much for joining us and talking to us about Pikmin. Uh, where can uh, where can people find you? Is there somewhere that uh, you want to promote on here? Yeah, I finally came up with a good way to put it on uh, Games My Mom Found, which I am on there somewhat often, including some episodes coming up in October. I'm excited about Dead Rising. Woo! Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> but for even more content, that's a lot of Dead Rising. And where I live, even if I'm not home ever, if often, it's uh, Square Milk at Twitch. So I'm over I, I, I have a home there. One day I might move in. It's a square milk, right? Like the yep. shape. Okay. Square milk. Nice. I'll give you a follow on there. Mm-hmm. Oh, thanks. Um, if if you uh, I don't know. I'll mention it to Mike. If 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 you if during your Dead Rising podcast, if you want to talk about the the Dead Rising shop till you drop Wii version, uh, I could totally talk about that because I played that crappy version, and I would play it I again for it. the show. <laughs> I want to play it so bad because I it's. I've it's that iteration and the there was a phone mobile version of that game. Yeah. Those are the only two iterations of Dead Rising one I've never played, and I really want to just to. to this is like early, play. early mobile phone games. Probably. Yes. Oh yeah. Yes. I mean, for the Wii, oh, it had boy. to have been. I mean, because there was, I mentioned it before. There was a Katamari Damacy uh, phone game uh-huh. that I played like pre smartphones. Like I played it on a flip phone, like <laughs> like back in like early. 
yeah, it was, it was, it, it had to have been like early 2000s. That was I, that, that I your waterproof it. phone? That you yeah, I played it on my waterproof, shower? yeah, my waterproof phone. <laughs> it was on there. Like <laughs> while showering. Yeah. Hell yeah. It was like this, yeah, it was like this, uh, whatever, this, this army phone that was indestructible and you could, yeah, you could uh, use it in the shower. And I did, I did actually answer the phone. And now lives in, in the shower. next to the Game Boy and Nintendo America, or yeah, the Nintendo store. <laughs> actually, I don't know. I, I don't think I have mine anymore. I would have seen it while I was moving. I haven't found it yet. Maybe it's maybe it's in a drawer somewhere. I haven't seen it. But yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, definitely take, check that out. You yeah, know that the, the Wii one was really funny because I think only like one zombie could be on the screen at once, or maybe two. It's it's very empty, but it was you know it's stupid fun. I guess if you can't play the other version, it has a lot of unique elements, including the RE4 aiming system that was very iconic. Oh yeah, yeah. It, had, it, had, it does the, not had the pointer controls <laughs> at least. Yeah, it doesn't. Like on top of that, which is obviously weak, says that there's like trials that is not at all in Dead Rising, any other iteration of Dead Rising One, mm-hmm. and I just I want it so bad just to fight. I think there's one where you fight like five cl- chain, uh, clown psychopaths all at once, and I'm like, this just sounds bananas, and I just want to experience it once to say I have Monday. Nice. And uh, yeah, you can check, you can listen to you as well on the uh, Cadence of Hyrule episode on that on a uh, game my mom found, which should be out by now. So check that out and if you want to find more of us uh, we have a patreon patreon.com slash podcast where you can hear uh, we have a bonus episode every month where we you know, are less topical and we'll just talk about one specific thing uh, what was the last one we did we talked about our top five favorite most uh, America 4th of July games that was the last one we did um, also there's a there's a, <laughs> that's a ridiculous episode yeah there's a radio we I do like a radio show where I just play all of the intro and outro music from the episodes as a playlist that you can listen to that's on there. And at higher levels, you can watch videos of us like early, like right after we record it, we post it before the edited version is up and all that stuff. So if you want to be the first one to hear it, you can through that and all that good shit. Check that out. And also there's a, there's a seven day free trial version for the $5 level. If you want to check out all that stuff for free for a week, you can also, you want to watch me talk about, CM Punk on uh, on uh, YouTube. You can go to youtube.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast or twitch.tv slash Nintendo Main Podcast where I've been streaming every Monday at 1130 Central Time. Uh, let's see what happens this week. It's, it's going to be pretty busy, so I might not make this Monday, but I'm going to try to. <laughs> I'm going to try to get everything ready by then, so check it out. And uh, yeah, find me on X <sighs> as, as Nintendo underscore domain. X going to get you. And yeah, X gonna give it to you. And you can find Jeremy on there at, J- at JMX Stack. And or now, oh uh, my god, are X you gonna get you? a lot more threatening in a way. Yeah, <laughs> I was yeah. something. I, you know, what? I'm going to just say it. You know, as a as pleading to my to our listeners, if any of you have a blue sky invites in it, my way, I'm getting seriously fo- serious FOMO. Even though I hear it's mm-hmm. not that great over there, but. Um, hey, I'll try. I just it. want to go where my gamer friends are going, and I don't want to be separated from them because that would be terrible. And I don't want to hang out on X.com watching videos about a cyber truck or whatever AI <laughs> Joe, Joe Rogan talking about supplements or something. Like, I want to be over there where y'all are talking about uh, words we're not allowed to say or something. I don't know. Like, apparently, the discourse over there is very, it can be very uh, annoying. I hear like people are just always telling each other they're saying offensive things. That's basically it. Mm. Well, I mean, if, if somebody if somebody sent me a Blue Sky thing, I'd try it out. I'll know? try it out. I'm on threads, but I have literally never posted, nor 
Yeah. I think I've only opened it twice. I just wish I, I just wish I could post uh, game videos on there. Like that's, you know, that's what you need. You yeah, need, I'm gonna miss need, that. They need to connect it to the Switch so you can put videos in there because that's the whole reason to me to use Twitter, whatever. But yeah, uh, we've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson, Jeremy Kowski, and our special guest Star. And thanks so much again for for coming on here. Star. Thank you for joining us, Star. It was lovely to meet you, and I hope yeah. we speak again in the future about video games. Oh yeah, definitely. Thanks, you're you're always especially there. the weird ass ones that we both apparently like to play. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, it's a uh, lots of fun to talk to you. <laughs> And uh, yeah, that's been our episode. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. We'll see you next time. See ya! Bye! I am back. Are you here, Star? Maybe not. Star is not back. The stars are not in the sky tonight. You don't know me. You don't know my life. <laughs> <laughs>